Level 98. Welcome to Achievement Hunting 101. I'm Fufu Cuddly Poof, and this is Level 98. The great show for you guys today, or tonight, or whenever it is that you're listening to this. But before we get started, let me introduce you who is joining. With me, I have Elliot. I am Big L. Hello, everybody. Okay, he's Big L. I have Corey. Hey. He's Rocker Come on, guys. People don't know who we are. They think we're all the same. They think we're vanilla midgets, white, you know, little white somethings. Vanilla midgets? Uh, yeah, what? It's a, re- it's a wrestling thing. Go what ahead. Is... Never mind. So we okay. call it like a generic okay. uh, looking white dude. Vanilla midgets. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Nash. Come on. Get with the program. No, don't think so. You don't watch think that so. real I don't think stuff. this is a thing. Uh, I think that's a do-over. Come uh, on. <laughs> turn off, turn off your safe search and type in vanilla midgets. Uh-huh. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, sir. No. Vanilla wafers, maybe. Vanilla wafers. I haven't had that since I'm little. Used to dip them in milk. Oh, vanilla midgets and wafers. I guess we found the title this week. Relevant. uh, They brought back Dunkaroos. I bought those for my children this week. Dunkaroos went away. They went away. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck. It, I didn't even like know they that. had a bit. It was a you big campaign. They even said on their little instant uh, in cap, they're they, back. I'm guessing Dunkaroos came back after the Michael Jordan documentary. Look, if you Google Dunkaroos, <laughs> Dunkaroos, your favorite '90s nostalgia snack is back. Like it's I a had thing. no idea they left. Are we just gonna do a documentary? I mean, Fox a, News uh, a radio says that they return to shelves summer 2020. Right. I'm gonna start the show, Kenny. No, we're we, we start is, is important the show. talk right now. Oh, this is it. Okay. Hi, everybody. Also, a, people also, tune in to hear about Dunkaroos and other snacks. The internet's listening to our conversations because now I have Old Bay debuts hot sauce. Sells out in an hour. Mm. Oh, it's so good. And there's some, oh, you got some? Wait. I did get some. Wait, but there's someone else here, too? Oh, I have to check Alakazam, see if they've got it. That's neat. Oh, it's still, it's just think Frank's red hot sauce with some, with Old Bay in it. Ooh. It's so good. Let's That's see how much it's being sold for. Koosh Moose. You can find it on eBay. Come on, uh, Kenny. On old eBay. <laughs> Eve. Yeah, Dunkaroos is there anyone coming back is like a Maryland new thing. knows about this. <laughs> $18 for a five-ounce bottle. That seems <laughs> Oof. gougy. Oof. I got mine for six. Yeah, yeah, so that's a bit gougy. Yeah. No, thank you. I'll wait. But yeah, you're uh, Dunkaroos. Were they everything you remembered? Mm, old Bay Dunkaroos. Uh, uh. <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> they were That's they were awful. good. Uh, one of my one of my daughters, she doesn't really like sweets as much, so she just skips the icing and just ate the cookie cracker thing. What? The icing was the best part. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. She's she's a weird one when it comes to sweets. Uh, definitely her father's daughter. Oh no, I I'm pretty <laughs> sure I. Ate frosting by itself. Can't anything go to waste here. All right, so that Dean is L getting annoyed at quality talk. Apparently, <laughs> he has something he wants to say. So, L, why don't you uh, tell us about what you've been playing this week? No, I want to hear about uh, Old Bay. What is that? Ben Gay. 
uh, Dunkaroos. Uh, we're past that now. You're living in the past, though. It's 2020. I tend to do these type of things. Well, I don't want to go first. Stall? Yeah, I don't want to go first. Okay, fine. How I'll about go last you, and then lead into a discussion. Oh, I wanted to go what second. What the hell though. is that? Um, so I have been playing. <laughs> I have been playing Lego Indiana Jones: The Original Adventures. Have you ever I'm heard sorry. of this? Yeah. So apparently, wait a minute. There's wait. a challenge. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I don't want Lego Indiana Jones. Oh, uh, there's nothing uh, wrong. The with first that. word. What's the first word in that? Oh. That's what's wrong with it. It's actually not horrible. I'm having an okay time. Mm. And um, my daughter saw me play. And so she is no longer on the Minecraft Dungeons uh, drip feed. Now <laughs> she just wants to play Indiana Legged Jones uh, whenever she gets uh, her 30 minutes a day. Uh, if she hasn't lost it, uh, that's what she wants to play now. So <laughs> I think she I've... likes. Mm-hmm. How come she gets more time than Foof? I think I played Lego. <laughs> oh, come on. That was uh, she good. likes the levels where there's three people and you can switch between them. Um, and that, that's three her favorite. people. Yeah. I had forgotten how bad these games are at telling you what you have to do in the level. Like, mm. we were playing this one, <laughs> this one level where you had to, um, you had to rebuild a plane. Okay. And then you had to jump on these platforms and restart the propellers with your whip. Mm-hmm. But nowhere does it give you any indication that that's what you have to do. That's kind of surprising with how easy the game is. You would think that it kind of just says, hey, do this, go here, well, do yeah, that. Yeah, they're easy, but there, there should be some sort of blinking thing going on being like, hey, do this. But uh, no. I always, like, because you have to do stuff with certain characters in free play, and mm-hmm. it's never, like, you have to know which characters do that thing, right? Like they're not color coordinated or anything like that. No, like, yeah, they're not. No, you need to know, you know, who's got what. You know, uh, this guy always has a map. This guy always has an explosive, or this one always has a shovel or whatever. Um, that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's now, part I, of why I always found it annoying. Like just yeah. having to remember that stuff. Well, I haven't gone back through yet, um, so I'm still just doing story mode at this point. Um, but it's okay. I'm kind of alternating between a couple games, and and this was one. Uh, that's been kind of chipping away at. I'm all the way through. I think I have one, maybe two story levels left in, in Indiana 2. And then I go to three, and then I just circle back all the way through to do, um, you know, finding all the treasures and all that stuff in free play mode. So I'm now, not even halfway, I guess. There are two Indiana Jones games that are Lego, right? Yes. Indiana Jones, the original, and Indiana Jones 2. Does it have the traditional Lego like Hub World? No, I think this was before Hub World. Before Hub, that's what I thought because I well, did play one at one point. So the I mean, more, it was more linear. World. Second one has so, individual hubs. I'm not sure. The yeah, first the, the one sec- you're definitely yeah. at the college. Yeah, each movie has its individual hub in the second game. I want to say. Yeah, but it doesn't seem like it has a hub like um, like not the, like Marvel, Marvel heroes yeah. games. Yeah, those ones, it felt different. And maybe it is the same thing, but the hub I don't think is as expansive as the one in in Marvel. I think Lego games are good. Yeah, Marvel was just a whole hub on its own, right? You could do a lot of stuff there. Oh, yeah, you're on the carrier or you're on the ground. It just seems like there's way too much to figure out where you're going. You Um, can actually play in New York in those. (laughs) 
I think Lego games are good uh, gateway games for for the youngins. How old is your daughter oh, now, Nate? Definitely. Uh, she is going to be seven next month. Nice. Yeah, I actually played yeah. this the first Lego Indiana Jones game with my son when he was five, and we went through the whole thing. And now he doesn't stop gaming. So yeah, it's a good one. You, you there's no real penalty for dying, which you could say is good or bad i guess you could just die over and over and you just come back and there's no real penalty would you lose some gems maybe or some i don't know yeah but if you turn you know you turn on some of the cheats then it doesn't matter if you lose any uh, yeah. studs or whatever it's actually funny my wife is not really a gamer either and so uh she and my daughter were playing together and it was just hilarious because it was it was fun to watch them accidentally hit each other and then just like start wailing on each other uh in the game like, cause I, I know used to do that when I was growing up and now I could actually, I actually saw the first time they did that. So I thought that was pretty funny. Team <laughs> killing is the best. Yeah. Right. Al. I hate you, Kenny. <laughs> so you should uh, tell us a Corey, funny Halo Lego story. Tick. What Lego games have you played, Corey? Uh, in my <laughs> life. <laughs> no, I mean this week. Oh, this week. Absolutely none. Oh, okay. Uh, unless so you've you had count- a good week. And the the seven sirens, uh, which might make a good Lego game. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, but More yeah, on that Sha- later. Shantae and the Seven Sirens was uh, a game that I didn't play this week, but a game that I played a couple weeks ago. Uh, this can serve as the official review. Uh, it's by Way Forward Technologies. Uh, if you've played any of their games, they are generally very like quality games. Um, so they made one of my favorite Metroidvanias, the mummy demastered, uh, of, of the Xbox one generation. Uh, they also made mystic bell that I just saw, which I haven't gotten through all the way, but people say it's okay. Mm. Uh, mm. all the Shantae games, people love the Shantae games. Um, and one of them is games with gold right now, the pirate's curse, which was the, uh, the other Vayner Shantae, according to TA, uh, and they did River City Girls, which, yeah, people like that uh, predecessor. But uh, Shantae and the Seven Sirens, in particular, is classified as a Metroidvania. Uh, it's a 2D platformer. And it's really my first introduction into the Shantae world, uh, as, it, as it is. And uh, I had a really good time with it. I beat the game. Uh, I rolled credits probably in six and a half hours. I've gone back and started to do my cleanup run to get 100%, and then that will get me uh, a good bit of the achievements. Um, There are several miscellaneous ones that I'll go for along the way. And then, as I understand it, at least with the previous iteration of the uh, Shantae games, is that they love their speedruns. And there is, of course, an achievement achievement for speedrunning the game. Uh, Based off comments, it seems you have up to four hours to do it. Because uh, it doesn't actually say in the description. And then there's an achievement for getting a 100% speed run. Um, and so that that will be interesting. Uh, because as I'm going for that right now, as uh, I mentioned just a second ago, I'm already getting close to seven hours in and I'm in the 60-ish percent. Now that is coupled with an achievement that will not play into the 100% role. And from my understanding that it is a new uh featured to gameplay method to this game and that is monster cards and when you defeat the monsters throughout the games you 
have the chance of getting what is called a monster card. And you get so many of a particular one. Sometimes it's just one of the cards. Sometimes you need to get five of them uh, to unlock that card. Uh, but what you can do with these cards is you can apply three of them to Shantae. And they each have their own special abilities that will alter gameplay. Some of them make you slide faster when you're in this mode, or uh, things will float to you from a farther distance, things like that. Uh, and so there's obviously some really good ones for defensive moves or for collection or for, for our offensive modes. Um, that's going to take the longest time uh, for me for my 100% cleanup run because I don't even have some of the cards. And so I'm, as I'm going to clean up, I'm uh, going through each of these areas. Uh, to get that, but that won't be required for the speed run as I know it. But, but yeah, I, I had a really good time with this, this Metroidvania. Um, and I'm not it's, surprised. It's craving. It, the craving is there to go back into these other Shantae games. Um, particularly the pirate's curse as it is classified as a Metroidvania one. And I've only dived that one. Um, it is, that one is pixelated. This one, they have, up the graphics to these very nice and crisp uh, cartoon comic-like graphics, uh, really good. And the cutscenes are animated very well. Um, there, it's very anime-ish in in my eyes. Uh, there are tentacles in there too, just to put that out there. And and yeah, it's there's a there's a lot of fun to be had with this game. I open the floor to questions. Mm, How about a question? Have you ever played jiggly. a Shanta game? Very jiggly. Very jiggly. <laughs> jiggly buff jiggle. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, Kenny is taking off his headset. Ow. <laughs> have you guys ever played a Shanta game? I have not. I have not. Yes. Jinx, you can't speak until someone says your name. Wow, okay, Nate. Uh, <laughs> uh, I assume that you have not played the new one yet, right? No, I haven't played the new one. I don't think I've, I haven't played Pirates Curse. I uh, I started playing. Oh gosh, what was the other one? Um, Half Genie Hero. No, not Seven that one either. Seas. Um, oh, what you're going like way back then. It sounds yeah, like. I'm going <laughs> going pretty far back. Um, Risky, Risky Boots. Risky. What risky boots or something like that? Risky's Risky, revenge. Risky boots is the uh, one of the I guess antagonists of the games, uh, and that's a good point. I'll bring up not knowing. So I could tell by the dialogue that if I had played these games before, knew the lore, it would probably enhance my experience with it. But coming in as a first timer to the Shantae world, I don't think that took away from the game. Uh, I could take could pick up the the in between. Uh, from the characters, easy enough. Had fun with it. Uh, obviously, some of them are like, "Oh, hey, Squid Baron, like, how are you from whenever?" You know, they like. There's obviously uh, some hints back there, fans of the series. But if you are looking to get into a Shanta game, uh, don't let this one shy you away from being your first entry, despite being the third slash fourth game onto the Xbox One. Um, there was two iterations of Half Genie Hero, uh, just to throw that out there. But coming into this game, it was really good. Uh, the only negative I can see from it is that now when I go back to Pirate's Curse, 
it's going to be a little harder to get past the pixelated graphics, uh, but everything else is just, it's just a very, it's what I would expect a Vayner to be in the year 2020. I can't, I can't say anything bad about the gameplay. The platforming was head on. The map is not too overwhelming. Uh, the enemies aren't like, I, I figured out all the boss patterns on my own. Um, there's nothing too hard about it. Huh. And the monster cards make it fun to change your move setup, if you will. That's actually right. something I was going to ask is how difficult this game is, or is this game? Because being a Metroidvania, I assume, you know, it might get a little difficult. But then looking at it, it's like, oh, this looks like, for lack of a better way to say it, like a little kid's game with the cartoons at once, whatnot, so... Difficulty wise, I would probably put it at a seven, uh, and that's only because that if you, if you're not paying attention and you're getting hit um, from enemies, say that they have like a ranged attack, it, you're going to go down fairly quickly. But if you're, I mean, if you're just going through the game and you don't get you don't get that sense of overwhelmingness when there's a lot of enemies on screen, I think you'll do okay. Um, and there's to be honest, um, there are you can pick up food in the game that will heal you, and you can eat that food at any time. Just pause the game. There were several times when I was in a boss battle, had like half a heart left. It's like I'm just gonna pop this sushi in, get all my health back. Um, in addition to one of the collectibles increasing your health by hearts, uh, that will help you as well. But it's really, it's really easy to not die if you're careful about it you'll pick up a ton of food you can only carry nine of each one but there's like six or seven different foods that you can carry along with potions if you choose to buy them and i i think that it worked out pretty good it can be very punishing if you actually die because you will go back to a save point which you can only save at certain screens but i think that is part of the challenge um that only happened twice i think in my run um, but I was pretty vi- uh, vigilant about saving. Anytime I passed through that screen, uh, I made sure to to make a save. So are, do you have any interest in playing the earlier games that don't have achievements? Oh, come on now. I know, I know. <laughs> I just thought I would ask. Come on now. We can't even get into so play Pirates of <laughs> When I dove in, I, I think it looks like I played some of the Pirates Curse. I got about eight achievements and five in Half Genie Hero. Uh, and I said, you know what? I like this series. I'm going to go back and play it from the beginning. So then I picked up um, the original Shantae, and I also picked up Shantae's Risky's Revenge uh, on uh, DS or um, or PlayStation. Boo. Is it Shantae or Shantae? YouTube. I say Shantae. Yeah. It's whatever you want. Okay, Shantae it is. Shantae Sh- works with Shantae as a pirate, piratey no. term. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, this is a good game. It's it's an expensive game, expensive ish. It's thirty dollars, which is might be a hard pill to swallow for you know non physical double A game. I don't know. Way Forward makes good games, good quality games. So I don't think that it's not not worth it but to fans to fans i think it would be okay a sale 
I will. I'm definitely going to recommend it when it goes on sale for sure. And who knows if you hold out long enough, maybe it's going to go games with gold like its predecessor. So I'm looking at the achievements and the one could use a vacation, which is complete the adventure of 100% completion as quickly as possible. I looked at the guy. It says it says to do it in six hours. Do you think you'll be able to get? It? You will be able to get it. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Um, so my my six and a half hour rolled credits playthrough is completely blind. This oh, was dang. before this That's was before bad. the game came out, so there actually wasn't a lot of uh, resources out there to use. After I beat the game, I've looked up. There's there's a hundred percent map out there that I'm going to utilize for my cleanup run, and who I haven't even looked it up. I don't know if if there's any skips in this game, but just knowing the bosses and knowing where to go, it's, it's going to help uh, because I'm sure a couple of hours could be taken out just by me trying to figure out where to go. Like I I legitimately played this game just like L said, played for fun and not for achievements for the very first time. <laughs> uh for the first playthrough. I have through. never said that. That was an impersonator. Smart. I I actually watched I, the I tell you these guides. <laughs> I I read most of the uh I read most if not all of the text bubbles that pop up. So, I played this most game if not how it should have been played. <laughs> Well, let me ask you something. Who are you? What have you done no, with Corey? Let me ask That's Corey. Let games. me ask Corey. So is Metroidvania your favorite genre to try to do uh, stuff legit? Like, do you find satisfaction in saying, oh, I got this power. I know where to use it. Or would you still prefer if you had the resources to just look up every move of where to go and in what order? It depends on the game. Um, mostly, I would say yes. I do want to play it blind did the first playthrough. Mm. Um, when I played, when I started Mystic Bell, that one's not fun enough for me to want to waste my time around with. But things like Shadow Complex or even something as simple as Omega Strike, uh, that that's fun enough to go and do on your own, I think. Mm-hmm. But... I wouldn't knock on anybody who would want to use a guide because I can, I, what I understand a hundred percent about efficiency and how little time some people have. Like it, this game probably took me three to four nights to complete. And that was coming off of G task. I just finished my G task run. So I had, I was still in that mindset of staying up late and playing a good bit but I was also trying to get catch up on sleep uh, from that terrible contest that won't be named ever again until <laughs> signups happen. Uh, but yeah, I I didn't have anywhere to be as far as gamer score goes, so I just took my time and played it. And I could tell early on that it was it was a quality game, and I just wanted to spend my time with it and and play it as it should have been played. And I'm I'm happy I did that too. Cool. All right, let's hear it for Shante. Do you have well, a, actually, a like a score to final give us? score? Yeah, 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 yeah. Score. Yeah, BG two. What out of ten? Without like going back and doing a speed run and all of that stuff to get that experience, I would give this like an eight out of ten. This is a top Dang. quality Metroidvania. Yep. And nice. so far, nice. based off the top of my head, it's probably the best Metroidvania that I've played that has released this year. But that list is pretty small at the moment. Nice. Yep. 
Well, eight out of ten. That's yep. That's high praise. That's a good score. Hmm. All right. All right. Um. Thank you. Way forward. Uh. Continuing on, I've been playing. Well, one of the games I've been playing this week is thanks to Nate. He actually gave me a code for this. Gosh, a long time ago, and I actually kind of forgot I had it. I was looking through my ready to install this, but it's car <laughs> uh, car mechanic simulator. What? Uh, ha- yeah. Hold on. Is this real? You, you played your job <laughs> I, for, for your so, hobby. Sp- uh, technically, I didn't play my job. I'm technically not a mechanic. I don't work on cars, but close enough. Hold on. Because you can rebuild engines in this. And when I say rebuild engines, I mean basically press A on parts to take them apart and then press A to, on other parts and put them back together. It, so... It, do you or do you not mess with Transformers all day long? No. All right. I thought you. I thought you were in a car all day. All right, Corey. To be fair, I build the engines. To, I don't actually work on the car. To be fair, I'm sure LeBron James plays plenty of NBA 2K, and Patrick Mahomes. Oh my God, my 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 ankle uh, plays a bunch of Madden. So it's okay. You can play the car. The car thing. No, that's fine. I, I kind of want to watch him play the game. Um, I mean, so if I'm sure I were really to take El, take the Elroy's approach to this section, like he did last week, this would probably <laughs> go in the bad. Oh, oh no! Ooh. But no, I really want to watch that with an asterisk. I put that with an asterisk because I've only put about forty five minutes into thirty forty five minutes into it, and. Most it of was like picking, picking your character. It was like one thirty in the morning, so I was kind of tired. Okay, so there, oh. is there a creative? So I do me- want to give this another. I am going to go back to. There's a creative shot, mechanic because it is a simulator. <laughs> yeah, you can you can dress them. Gender? Actually, no, you can't. <laughs> can you pick but, how many teeth? Overalls, but you can number go, of teeth. Hey, That's I have awesome. all my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> but you can completely redo your garage. Is this as grindy as other simulator games? Um, as far as achievements goes. <laughs> Oh, is this as grindy as other ones? There is an achievement, and I want to double check this, make sure I got it right. So there's a couple of achievements that are super, super grindy. Uh, One is to spend $1 million in parts. There's another achievement to unscrew 500,000 bolts. Can you Uh, screw a bolt in and unscrew it? I think I would assume that works. Because I have a There's, nephew who would be all yeah, over that. He loves that sort of stuff. <laughs> hmm, that's a thought. There's another achievement to, to balance 1,000 tires. And, uh, where is it? There is, there are multiple achievements for listening to songs on the radio. So you have a radio in the garage because, of course, you do. Mm-hmm. And there's like six crappy stations that play not real songs and there's an achievement that I believe for listening to a hundred thousand of them. A hundred thousand songs. Man, you would probably be the last twenty twenty you could connect it to your own music and have a little bit of enjoyment. Maybe even put on your favorite achievement hunting podcast while you play. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I got it wrong. It's not a hundred thousand, it's ten thousand songs. And so you chose bad and not grindy? Well, 
if I was going by that, grindy would be gems of war. But I, we, oh, I well. don't need to talk about gems of war again. That's true. But to be fair, like I play for a little bit. I unlock three achievements because they're relatively easy to do. There are a couple of quick achie- quick achievements, but yes, this is one that if I decide to complete it, it is definitely a two hundred plus hour completion. Thanks, Nate. You're welcome. <laughs> for, you're welcome for that non-completion. <laughs> right. I Shmo like patient. I said. I am going to go back to. It. I am going to keep playing it. But as of right now, it's uh, not my favorite game in the play- on my tag right now. How about you, Nate? Or not, Nate? L. <laughs> other Nate. I didn't want to go fourth. Well, I haven't been on for two weeks, so I have a lot to talk about. Just to. Annoy uh, Aloy, which is what some other G-Tasker wanted to do, right? Where, where, where's my snoring sound effect? Don't snore. I expect lots of questions. All right, so Michelle and I boosted the King of Fighters 98 uh, Ultimate match <laughs> before it left Game Pass at the end Sounds of May. fun. Uh, the, the good thing about it See. is we were able to do that while not even talking to each other. Oh, perfect. Oh, so it's fun the, for her. So the perfect so that's your boost. favorite thing to do. Yeah, she had a blast. Uh, the one little problem is that since it was the end of May, other people were trying to get it done. So we kept run- We actually ran into some randoms. But it was the same two randoms over and over. So I said to Michelle, I bet you these two are boosting with each other as well because they kept quitting out of our matches. So I went on TA and checked the boosting sessions, and sure enough, these two people were boosting as well. So I sent them a message saying, hey, we could all boost together. Just, if we find a match, don't quit, and we, all four of us can get it done. And sure enough, all four of us got <laughs> it done. So, and, Did you uh, invite them to a party, tell them I, about the show? Because we get to, as well. I mean, these people, you'd be proud of, of these people, Kenny. They had like 50,000 gamer score. So, you know, <laughs> I tried. Well, I tried. It didn't work. I would work. say they play for fun, but they're playing King of Fighters. Yeah, they're playing a two hundred pointer before uh, before it goes away. I'm sure Wait, you it's a two hundred that... pointer. That's even worse. I think it is. Yeah, yeah it's terrible. But the... did you tell them that but... listening to our podcast will increase your gamer score in as little as five months <laughs> by fifty thousand? <laughs> yes, at least points. <laughs> I tried. I tried. I'll get them in there. I'll do that. Uh, the single player was also very easy, thankfully. So that was a quick completion. Um, cool. <laughs> Cool, cool, cool. I played some Minecraft Dungeons. So everyone here has played that. Oh, we're going right into that. Yeah, sure. Okay. Why not? I'll go all over the place. Got to keep you on I, your toes I have questions. so you don't fall asleep. I have go questions. Ahead. Go ahead. All right. So, Chronos, uh, mm-hmm. J mm-hmm. Black, and, mm-hmm. uh, Proust, and mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. are playing Minecraft Dungeons. We've had two sessions. It's our new Borderlands game. We've had two sessions. The first session... We did everything but the last level. Pretty easy. Flew through it all. No no real problems. The second session, we spent the, almost the whole time doing the last level. And I just can't help but think that there's something that we're missing. Because there's a lot of people uh, on TA who have beat the boss. And there's quite a... I mean, there's a decent amount. Like over 6,000 people have completed the game like what what level are, they, are you we are under level 30 
Like, well, it, like, are people grinding the game that much? Well, what I can tell well, you is free on Game Pass. What, what I can tell you is that we had a very easy time with the last level. Uh, but I would also be lying if I said that. Uh, we <laughs> actually have struggled playing this game, number one, because honestly, it's quite bland. And number two, because it's uninteresting. <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, wow. wow. I mean, it's four players. I'm playing with Death Dealers and Vulgar and Michelle. Um, we did three levels the first night and three levels the second night, and we died a lot on the second night. Like it, it kept throwing us into default three and wouldn't let us pick a an easier difficulty on this on the secondary stages. Is that right? And we. They wanted us to be at like level yes. eight, and we were team power ten, but we died several times. And then you go and you get emeralds, and then you get a random item from the merchant, and and it's mostly crap. It just seems not well thought out. Sounds like, sounds like you just need to do better. Sound we like do, we it's we do my need same to do experience. better. We do need to do better. Um, sounds like you're not playing the game right. Like you're maybe. supposed to grind on it. <laughs> What I can but tell like, you is, grind. what I can tell you is that my son has beaten the game by himself, <laughs> um, but he hasn't completed it. But he beat, I guess he beat the first, he beat the last stage, and he had trouble with the last stage too. I remember he was saying. So I guess you have to go back and grind the old stages, but I think they force you into the higher difficulty to get better loot. I would imagine, and we did get good loot, but we would ultimately die. So I imagine if you just keep plugging away at it, you get it done. Well, you don't get forced into the higher difficulty. You you can choose to do the higher difficulty, and yes, there's better loot there. You could keep grinding the lower one. I think the gear will be kind of level appropriate, but you get like a new tier of equipment when you move to the next difficulty level. Um, you get more uh, more special abilities on your weapons. You run up against more enchanted enemies, which have a better chance to drop better gear. Um, so, I mean, it's just like playing Diablo. Um, you know, if you want the better gear, you have to run the levels over and over and over again. And some levels are better than others. Like, um, the ones that you open up by finding the secret levels, those secret levels are, you know, pretty good for grinding for XP and for drops. And I found the best use for gems. Actually, I'm, I'm thinking the best use for gems is when you go to a new difficulty tier, because, uh, the enemies are going to be tougher and your equipment is going to be kind of, you know, old at this point. So maybe a good starting point is to go to the vendors and spend a whole bunch of gems and get, you know, chance for a good, uh, good gear. I spent about 8,000 emeralds and I got maybe five usable pieces of gear off of that. And that did help me um, replace some stuff that was a little bit old uh, and could have been better. Are you playing mostly by yourself? So, yeah, I had been playing by myself, but then I was playing with my daughter, once again, six years old, um, <laughs> and then my <laughs> my daughter would play on her character, and my wife would play on my character, and they were just playing the same, you know, really low levels over and over and over again. Like oh, um, like a mini nephew. Literally like the first <laughs> three. So, they would, just, they would just go through, and they'd keep, they'd keep playing them. But um, I would kind of grind, and then I got to the end, and the boss kind of kicked my butt. I said, oh, okay. Um, so then I, I changed some things around, tried a different uh, approach or a different build, and then I beat the boss on the second try. 
Uh, the actually, so I guess I played that last level three times. The first time I got there, the level killed me. Like I just couldn't hang. Uh, so I had to upgrade my armor. And so then I went back with better armor. I got all the way to the boss and I wiped on the boss. I said, all right. So I went back a third time and I was close to level 30 at that point uh, and beat the boss uh, very easily uh, that last time. Um, now, my World War Z crew on Sunday nights, we could not find a match um, at, at one point, about an hour left into our, our boost. So we said, you know what, let's go play some Minecraft Dungeons. So that was actually the first time I had played with anyone that wasn't on my couch. <laughs> um, yeah. And so the four of us went in. Now it was me who was like a level 30 something. Um, it was Freem who was like a level two or five. Fug was like a level, I want to say teens. Um, maybe as high as 20. And then Beermy, who was also, I think, kind of, no, Beermy might have been the second highest. In either case, we were not all of equal level. And we went in there and I said, you know what? I'm just going to bump this up really high. So <laughs> I bumped it up really high on the lowest difficulty tier, like all the way up to the top almost. And we got through the first level with no problem. And I said, all right, so I'm definitely going to bump it all the way up, uh, you know, later on. So, so we got it in over our heads uh, in, in one level. And I think from that experience of playing solo and playing with four people, I'm pretty sure that the monster count is uh, multiplied when we have more than one person. So you might have better luck going up against that boss by yourself. So interesting. So playing with mismatched levels, you don't think that that screwed uh Fug and Freem over? Oh, no, it totally did. <laughs> okay. this, guy's, this guy's got wrecked. Because they were, they were down all the it time. D- it does this weird thing where you can be like level 28, but your team power level will be 25. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I guess it's just an average of everybody who's there or something like that. No, it was hilarious. It was, um, the people were going down left and right. And then Beermy was falling asleep in the corner. Um, <laughs> one time we didn't hear him talking for like five minutes. It turns out he was dead. Uh, some <laughs> monsters were just beating on him and he was asleep. Um, so, uh, that, once that's, we were all the playing one thing though, about multiplayer, if one person goes down, you better get them up. You will yeah. die. Yeah. It yeah. Is we rough. almost wiped. We almost wiped on that second level where I bumped it up a little bit higher because we were getting a little cocky. And, uh, and we made it, we, we finished the level on our last chance. So it was, it was kind of iffy. Yeah. I, I only have four player experience with the game and I couldn't imagine playing this with randoms. That's probably, we kind of yeah. talked about it and we, we think that that's why there is no matchmaking in this game. Because if, like I said, one person goes down, uh, you could just totally be trolled by people who just aren't going to help you. And then it's, it's not fun. Um, but we did, we beat the game. And so as you, if you've played it, you know that once you beat the boss, you unlock the second high, the second difficulty, which just to not confuse you, L, if you didn't know, you do have difficulties that you can adjust, although they won't let you go easier. That is like within your tier. Once you beat the boss, you then unlock the second tier and you have to beat the boss again on that tier to unlock the third tier. And then beating the boss on the third tier is pretty much the the last achievement. Um, and according to all the guides, you, you need to be like level 99, 100 um, to, to have an easier time. But yeah, this, the game, is it, it's okay. It is boring. I think Borderlands is way more fun. Uh, but the, the estimate, so there is over 6,000 completions on it already. And the average time is 15 to 20 hours. I don't see how that is possible. 
I really don't. Like I'm I'm at As half it should that be time. I, yeah, I'm like I'm at half that time just about, and we're all about level thirty. We beat the campaign once. Maybe we suck, but like I said, <laughs> that first night we we flew through. 90% of the campaign. We just had that one level left minus secret levels, which we didn't really do or even knew about, to be honest. Yeah. So how are you playing too? Are you just going straight for the end or are you going for every nook and cranny and every chest? And uh, We go for pretty much every nook and cranny for the most part. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much how I play when I play solo. I'm just un- uncovering the entire map, getting all the emeralds, getting all the stuff. Um, now the game does seem kind of like a blank canvas, uh, definitely on the first difficulty tier. Uh, once you beat that boss the first time and you go into the second difficulty tier, there's an extra quest you can go on. And I don't know if you've discovered this yet. <clears throat> Every level has a glyph hidden somewhere in the level. And so it'll be this door that you go through. It's kind of a hidden door. And inside of that is a very small dungeon. It's a single room dungeon where you press a button and a glyph drops down. You pick up that glyph and then you take it back to your village. And now in the northeast corner of your village, there's a jump pad that will take Mm -hmm. you to a temple. When you go to that temple and you give them all of those glyphs, that will open another secret level. Um, Did not know that. Yeah. So it's adding a tiny bit for that second run through. I assume you can get those on on your third run through if you haven't found them. Was that told uh, to you? Second? Like, how would you know that? No, it was not told. Like, you just sort of discover. Like these, you just I, find it. I think these things weren't available on your first run. Like, there's there's one uh, glyph in, I guess, it was the second level or third level. It was kind of this big, like, spidery area in the in the southwest corner, and there's like this big stone block that kind of opens up when you when you stand on top of it. And uh, I'm pretty sure I stood on top of it on my first run through and it didn't, it wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think this is only available on that second difficulty tier. So they are kind of adding new stuff. Like I said, you know, it gets harder. You get more enchanted monsters to fight. You get better gear. You get different abilities on gear. Like there are abilities in that second difficulty tier that don't exist in the first difficulty tier. Um, at least, you know, that I saw. And I also found different weapons that weren't available. Uh, you get more special weapons, um, mm-hmm. so like named weapons. So it gets more interesting the further in you go. But yeah, it seems very, very alpha or, you know, you, you, 1.0. You mentioned spending a crap ton of gems. I assume that the higher difficulty you get more. I, I've already hit the 5,000 achie- gems achievement, but I mean, I mean, maybe I've had 8,000 in my career of the first the first go but yeah i don't know it just seems like you're finding a ton well also my daughter and wife are playing too so they, they you know they're kind of grinding on levels and getting a lot of emeralds but um gotcha, gotcha. yeah i think the prices go up in the next tier too so okay. i think it's like 80 for an item and then when i was going through it was like 130 or something like that so they do go up a little bit all right my last question to you uh have mm-hmm. you are you buying have you already bought the season pass are you going to buy the season pass well, because we know that DLC is coming. It is so yeah, DLC is supposed to be like what this month or next month. I think. Uh, I think it's. DLC. I think it's in July. Yeah. I mean, maybe like if it goes on sale, maybe I'll buy the DLC, but not the game. I, I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm having an okay time with it. My daughter's still into it. Maybe I'll maybe I'll do it, but I'm not sold yet. 
Gotcha. Well, the obvious yeah, I've, question I've is joked. more achievements, mm-hmm. right? Isn't that the obvious? Oh, yeah. That, that, that oh, I'm sure. It has sure. to be a given. If it's not, then I'm saving 15 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I joke about with my group that this game, it seems more like a roguelite, like, especially that last level we died pretty much like you did like three times i'm like we just keep getting a little bit further each time a little bit further and you get to keep your stuff right do you lose any emeralds or anything because you You don't don't lose anything no you don't you don't lose anything that's roguelite like the map quit out you go back the level changes like direction (laughs) it seems like they just rotate it but yeah there's some (laughs) minor changes like there's some amount of randomness built into the levels like the way they put them together and it's not as much as diablo but it is there. But then there's a lot of segments that, you know, or large sections that are always the same. Yep. So, I don't know. It's okay. Well, I'm glad I've been talking right. about the games I play. <laughs> um, yeah. But going back to what, <laughs> what I was saying. Long story short, L. Uh, just be better at the good. games you play than you can talk about. Well, I was I started off by saying not nice things about the game, but I was going to say something uh, complimentary. Is that unlike Diablo, the game doesn't feel intimidating. Um, That's true. When you play Diablo, or when I play Diablo anyway, I'm constantly stopping, looking at inventory, dropping it, selling it. Uh, figuring out which is better and there's menus galore this game is like baby's first diablo and you definitely change weapons and salvage them and and also i wanted to give a shout out to the sound in the game is really good especially when you fight those uh scary guys (laughs) creepers okay no, the the endomor- endomorphs. <laughs> That's not right. <laughs> uh, what do you call it? Those big, the black en- endermen. Yeah. Oh sure. yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's good good sound. Um, it's it's colorful, and <laughs> it's been Darn fun. It. But, I was but just under, about to but ask. Under, is it colorful? It, it's been fun, but underwhelming. We'll put it that way. I mean, I I did tell my group like. Like this is boring. We're just mashing A the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That is basically how you play, and you don't even have to mash A. Did you know you could hold A? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you can't move. Really? Well, and then also, also, if you accidentally pick up something like an apple or an arrow, then holding A doesn't do anything after you've picked up the item. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so it's you more pick, fun to you mash. Fight. You got to mash. Yeah, you got to mash until everything around you is picked up, and then you can hold it. And that's the annoying part, especially when you're playing with four people, because there's achievements for picking up the 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 food and yeah. for for killing ten enemies with one TNT, which Prue was having a heck of a time. Uh-huh. Get it. one one he had a heck of a time getting the TNT because we would all pick it up by accident mostly, um, and then every time he'd get it, he'd like throw it off the the side of the map. Oh, <laughs> uh, I know. But, Bolt, Bolt, yeah, Bolt. That, that's all I do is mash A. Bolt. Vulgar and Death Dealers have 90% in that uh, achievement, so that means they got 9 out of 10. But I'm sure that's the type of thing that'll just come eventually, like like most of them, right? Maybe there's a place yeah, to go for it specifically. Yeah, we go back to those earlier levels, um, especially on Tier 2 difficulty. We did the first level or two. There are so many enemies, so many creepers and and spiders and cows. 
It's ridiculous. And if you just oh, go bye. solo, you, you can get that, that explosive barrel on like the first level, second level, just solo. It's very easy to find it. So, All right. So All Minecraft right. Dungeons. Fun for the whole family. All right. Uh, uh, Nate, all you got right. another game you want to talk about? Uh, super brief. Um, because of Game Pass or, uh, yeah, Game Pass going away, I blew through The Last Door 2. Uh, that was okay. Um, I I used the guide the entire time, and I do not regret it. Uh, King of Fighters also blew <laughs> through that. Um, used the guide, do not regret it. Uh, and Supermarket Shriek, which I'm really enjoying. I'm pretty sure we've talked about it before. That's fun. Uh, I turn the volume down because that shrieking is annoying. Oh, it's um, the worst. It's challenging, and then I get to the point where my brain just melts down, and all of a sudden I can't turn anymore, and like when I, I always turn the wrong way, and that's when I know it's time to walk away and play something else. But I'm, I'm trying to get that one done before it goes away. I'm getting pretty close. So, you know, I'm doing my usual kind of dashing for the end of a game pass. So, good times. Uh, what was I going to ask a question? Oh, The Last Door. I remember going through that one. Was that different? Was that like the whole collection that they came out with afterward? Or is that just the volume two? No. So I think that the whole collection is on Xbox, but the Game Pass game is just the PC, which is only I think the second game. Okay, gotcha. But I think the yeah. I think yeah I think the Xbox version does have the whole collection. Yeah, Michelle and I had a hell oh, of a time. I remember starting game. this game. How long did it take? Oh, um, we had a hell of a time. Took hours having to go through several go throughs, missing stuff, and. Yeah, we had to manipulate the text file to see which secrets we missed because it's all in there. We had a heck of a time completing that game. <laughs> yeah, there was one file. There was one secret that I missed that I found by looking at the text file, uh, but I was really careful to not miss any because I was using you know the the guide. Um, did TA come out with the guide, of- or did you use like the Steam guide? Well, TA does have a guide, uh, uh, but there's Steam guides as well. Uh, there was one achievement that was really annoying. Like, there's getting one secret in this one room where you had to walk over a section, you know, a floor that would squeak, and there were three hot spots oh, yeah. in the room. Mm-hmm. Yep. I was having the hardest time figuring it out, and the TA solution just wasn't that helpful with the picture. I found a video online that showed somebody clicking, like, where they were clicking. I was clicking on the floor. Where, where, you know, the pictures were showing the circles. It actually works better if you click on the wall above the circles and have your guy kind of walk into it. Because then I wasn't worried about touching the hot spot that you weren't supposed to touch. You know, because you, you have to get all this done before you talk to a guy in the room. Like, you have to make this squeak happen eight times or something like that. Um, the game had really good atmosphere. I really liked the intro credits. I really liked kind of the atmosphere thing. I thought the story was weird. I thought that they lost the thread of the story multiple times. Um, and it does come in like, I think four chapters, you have to play chapter four over entirely. You have to play through it twice. Chapter three, you have to replay and play just a little bit of it, uh, a second time. Um, but chapters one and two, you play through once. If you don't miss anything, you're done. Um, interesting game. I do like point and clicks, but, uh, yeah, I, I have no regrets that I used a guide. I no, that actually one played this game. Needs a guide. <laughs> And I, it's a point. I, like I, they all need guides. I remember playing this game uh, on a business trip uh, because I didn't have my Xbox and it it works on my Surface. Uh, and I did try to a guide. the The TA one was not out at the time, so I did try Steam. And I don't know what it was, but I hated it. 
probably because <laughs> it's point and click for one. But uh, I found something about, and, and you reminded me of this, L, about mod- looking at a text file. I was looking into the game's files and thought that I could cheat it. And the file. I, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, free achievements. Here we go. And I'm pretty sure I messed up my save. And that was mm-hmm. the, that was the end of the last door two for me or whatever it is. Yeah, it was. I was talking about this with Michelle the other day, which will lead into another game that we played. Um, and Michelle made a point that uh, she would have enjoyed this game better if it was a book. Because I was saying like how it was kind of slow paced and really just not that like it was interesting, but not like gripping. So she thought it would be more interesting as a book. Uh, because we played The Adventures of Bertram Fiddle 1, a dreadly business. Has anyone played that one? No. Yes. Okay. So uh, we noticed that we both had 469 completed games and thought, oh, that would be fun if we completed the same game at the same time to get a milestone together, <laughs> which we would How never convenient. do <laughs> So, Especially not for some sort of CCC challenge. And we also have a challenge where we need to get the same achievements in the month. That is correct. And it's also my RTDL. So it uh, checked a lot of boxes, as Nate would say. And so it, uh, we did use a guide. However, I was playing on my Surface, and Michelle was playing on the Xbox, and I was reading the guide, but then we didn't realize that the game had tracking. So uh, about after chapter two, I said, okay, I'm at this, this, this percent, and then she checked her percent, and it didn't line up. So she actually wound up starting over and having to do that like two or three times before we lined up everything. So it was a little bit of a pain. We finally got it done. And then that brings in the story of the guide again. And we were saying to ourselves, did we like rob ourselves of, of the experience of trying to, to beat it by ourselves? And then Nate, no. I mean, uh, I mean, uh, Kenny's like, no. no, it's a point and click. <laughs> uh, I, I actually like point and clicks. I guess I'm the only one. But uh, it's it was very You're straightforward. Old. You never had more than three or four inventory items at a time. If you got stuck, you could always uh, do trial and error and try random stuff on random stuff. I will say that the game has uh, very immature British humor that I really enjoyed. It's right up my alley. That's why you like this one. I do. And you can beat it in like 45 minutes to an hour if you know what you're doing. There's two sort There's of hard... one bad achievement. There's one or two... Ba- There's two bad achievements where you have to go through without getting hit. But if you mess up, you could just close the game and try again. So luckily we got those on our first try. Or the second one, yeah. Uh, I got the second one on my second try, but I closed out in time is what I meant. So not too bad. I enjoyed the game. What, you, what were you saying, Corey? What was the bad achievement? The one uh, I was talking uh, about? The, the, yeah, the evading evading all the common folk whilst chasing Geoff. <laughs> Geoff. <laughs> that, yeah. that is actually one of two achievements <laughs> that the I don't villain? have in the game. Oh, really? I guess. Yeah, okay, the, maybe one of the collectibles I'm at. Uh, one of the collectibles I'm at ninety three percent. So I don't I don't recall. It's been too long. If I've missed one or if it just glitched on me, but I mean I was following a guide as well. I didn't know about the closeout thing, but yeah. Yeah, if you hit something, you just close it out and you start right back at that checkpoint because there's there's no chapter select and there's no loading the 
the save. It's all auto save. So you have to back out really quickly. So, all right, we got that one done. Um, forgot to mention my wife and uh, and I started The Walking Dead season two. It looks like almost three years ago, and we finally finished that. Uh, the reason I mention this is because Volger has been saying how much he hates this game, and I don't know why. We liked it, even though it took us three years to finish, but we liked it. Uh, do you think that it had high expectations compared to season one, and that's the reason maybe it, people don't like it as much? I didn't know people didn't like it as much. I thought two was fine. Yeah. I think Did you pay attention at all? The, what, what? Yeah, yeah. At least the I first go around. It probably started to drag on, I, I would assume, in three and then four. I don't even know if I, I haven't even finished the I whole thing. probably don't remember thing. it, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> but, I mean, it's, it, yeah, it's more of the same. More of the same. All right, well. Yep. And what's the third one called again? Test your memory. Me. New Frontier or something like that? Final I think that wasn't that Michonne. a spinoff. <laughs> oh. That was a spinoff. That was definitely a spinoff. All right, well, you look... it just called Walking Dead 3. Okay. Well, it's got a name. Night of the Walking Dead. He had a name. No, no, no. While you're looking that up. So. um, A new frontier. That's like Star Trek, right? Final frontier. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess it is. I guess it goes Walking Dead, Walking Dead season two, Walking Dead, a new frontier, Walking okay, so Dead, right. the final season. Maybe. Yeah, it's weird, right? Probably not that one. Yeah. I don't know. We'll say you're right. For okay, months. great. Um, so that was a good time. Uh, for RP Gainer year, I finally completed Fern's Gate, which is a Chemco RPG. It has a good walkthrough on TA by the number one RPG person on TA, Level 1 Blue Slime, which only Nate, I'm sure, can tell you what that's based from. The Dungeon d- Dragon <laughs> Quest. <laughs> okay. I give you, I'll give you points for that one. Dragon Quest, which was commonly known in the States as Dragon Warrior. Very good. Nate's like, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he did a good walkthrough. Um, I was glad to be able to play this as a Play Anywhere title on my Surface because it was just something I could take into the other room or uh, on the go. And it just feels different. I, I could don't have to play a JRPG on the, big, uh, on the TV because... When I'm on my Xbox, inevitably I wind up in party chat, and I don't want to play a JRPG in party chat. So, got that one done, and the time estimate on TA is like 20 to 25 hours. It probably took me over 50 because I like to explore every nook and cranny. That's how I play my JRPGs. Uh, It tells you where to go the walkthrough, but I still like to explore everywhere and do the optimal dungeons that you don't even need to do. Um, So now, is this one that I can buy cheats for? You can buy cheats, but you don't need to. There's actually an <laughs> achievement. This, it's a weird game because it makes you go to level 999. And then once you do that, the whole game is a joke. You just beat uh, the bosses in one hit. And every don't say. and every Seems- fight is uh, you can just hit the Y button to do an auto fight. You don't even have to do anything. So you just do automatic fights and you can get the game completed if you follow the walkthrough. And... Yes, there are things you can buy for like double experience and stuff, but you don't need to. But you can if you want to. Give those Chemco people some money. 
Um, so just wanted to really quickly talk about some Radalikas that Michelle and I have been playing in the spirit of trying to beat Ahizo and Freaky Row, as we just discovered that it's pronounced. Definitely not Freaky R-O. Freaky Row. <laughs> row, row, row your boat. Uh, Hagi 2 was is a, a puzzly platformery thing. Well, more of a puzzle game. Pretty forgettable. Beat that one in about an hour. Uh, Reed Remastered was another platformery guy. A lot of these were like in the vein of Meat Boy, but definitely not as hard. That's what she said. Um, and then Siberian the Time Traveling Warrior was a platformer. And you had Hold to. On, what, what was that? Siberian the Time Traveling Warrior. Oh, never mind. I played that one. Yeah. Okay. I know what you're talking um, about. I thought you were making up games one, here for a second. <laughs> that one took me about an hour also, but it was annoying because whenever you died, you had to start at the beginning of the stage. There was no checkpoints, so it reminded me of the NES. <laughs> I was just about to say, isn't that how those old games Yeah, were? I mean, I'm, we're very spoiled by these easy games. And then putting a bow on things would be Red Bow, which is the mm. third of the Stranga games. What the hell are you doing? Uh, <laughs> uh, with... My big sister and just ignore them. Um, what all three have in you common? Not play any of those? What all three have in common is that you shouldn't play. No, that's not what they have in common. They're 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 fine. <laughs> My big sister was a standout for the for its story, but all three of them I tried to play without a guide. Um, and of course, the problem was that they all have missables. So I just shot myself in the foot. So going back to what you said earlier, Corey. I guess the number one reason to use guides is efficiency, right? It just time spent doing that. You could be playing something else, right? So the, would you say that's probably the number one reason you use guides? You play for fun or you play for points? No, play for it, fun. That's the way not, to go. It's, it's not just that. Once you've, you know, mm, when you have a lot, when you have a lot, that. when you have a lot of games in your backlog, you want to just get one and get to the next one, get to the next one, get to the next one. That's that. That's what I'm trying to say. <sighs> I recently, as in the past week and a half with Warboats, have played, for the first time, Just Ignore Me, My Big Sister, and Redbow. I hated them all. That's fine. I would not have played them for fun. I only played them to meet for achievements. a need. For achievements. I did about half of My Big Sister. I didn't hate when I was there. Let me, so, let me, be, let me be clear. I, it's a fine game mechanic, I guess. It's like... The, I'm thinking of Red Bow because that's the most recent one and it's pointing clicky and you combine stuff. I follow the guide to make it as least fun as possible. No, that was Just Ignore Me. That was the most recent one. And all them. it is about it's about like a kid dreaming up these monsters and they kill them. <laughs> like you have to go look in a toilet and then you get sucked in. Like well, I don't want to play that. There are a, it, it's, a it's lot probably, of toilets It's probably the subject games. matter I hate. Okay. That's that's where they would belong. In the toilet? (laughs) Now put them like in the vein of, I don't know, Iron Snail maybe, but continue. Mm, continue. Don't think that would work. Well, if anybody can try, it's the rat. There we go. Elroy and X. (sighs) Game swap. Red Bow and Iron Snail. I mean, Red Bow's way better than Iron Snail. Iron Snail, you're just kicking left and Watch kicking it. right well, well, really not much there come on now oh of course getting that getting mad he's gonna he's gonna get mad <sighs> where's my right, steam go on to something effect. else all right 
Let's continue on. We got a couple of questions. Uh, first, we got question. so many questions. We had to push so them many. to another show. So the first one we're going to do is from Elephant. If you had the power to decide, which franchise would you like to see have a Lego game made from it? I'm going to go first, and I'm going to say UFC. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. I'm going to go out of the box. These That's games, amazing. My biggest complaint with these games is that they're too damn easy. There's no challenge in them. They're too friendly. They're too colorful. So let's make a UFC Lego game so I can go in and beat the snot out of, I'm sorry, beat the bricks out of out of did, another Lego character. Didn't you hear Koosh earlier talk about Lego Indy? That's what him and his wife and his daughter do anyways. Mm-hmm. They just yeah. turn it into UFC. Yep. <laughs> Ronda Rousey in UFC. Chuck Liddell. He can have ice powers. Yes. That's ah, I get answer. it. I get UFC. it. The ice man. Very good. Very good. I like that. Why not? How about you, Al? Oh, I got lots of answers. I'm somehow not surprised. Well, number one, of course, is going to be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I mean, what else could you possibly do? How actually isn't that one? Yeah, exactly. kind of surprising Mm. now that you say that. Uh, Totally. Um, I guess the only problem is that all the Lego games seem to be based off of movies, right? Are there any that are like... Because there's definitely no Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies. All right. I guess you have a point. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe there aren't enough uh, secondary characters you could be. The next thing I would say, Stranger Things, uh, because then you um, you could have L, which weird. is me, right? Do you remember what food L likes? Sandwiches? Oh, no, not me. Egos. Right. And then you could say Lego, oh, my Egos. All right. Lego, my now Egos. Brain Come on. on this one. If that becomes a thing, I will play that one just for that pun right there. Well, back in the day, we had commercials, and that was the uh, catchphrase for uh, for Eggos. I know that one. You do? I do. And then the other one I thought would be fun would be Lego Tony Hawk. I'm thinking outside the box like you, Kenny. Okay. Um, I will play that one, too. When you bail, you explode. Yeah, it would kind of okay, look like... I definitely will play that one. <laughs> it would kind of look like the... Uh, I don't know if you remember the handheld versions of the Tony Hawk games back in the day. They looked really gross. Uh, no, nah, I never played them. No? Nah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I think that would be a good Lego game. And speaking of Tony Hawk, uh, we apparently um, were scolded for not talking about the Tony Hawk uh, Xbox Live Arcade title last week. And... Everyone was saying how horrible it was, and I thought it was fine. You people just didn't complete it, Prue, and you got upset at it, so you sucked at it. It wasn't that good. It was fine. I didn't say it was it, good. It, it was not a good remaster. And then Freaky Roe was saying that uh, he enjoyed my singing of Bad Religion last week, and I should sing a Tony Hawk song every week. Doubt. No doubt? <laughs> no, I don't no, think no, no doubt had a I remember song. that. That's it. That's in there. Yeah. No, I mean, doubt that he said that. Oh, he definitely said nah. that. He's, he's, and then Kenny is texting I remember me. seeing that in the Ke- Discord. Kenny said I should sing Superman by Goldfinger, right? If I go yeah, crazy, I totally then know will you still is. saw me, Superman? That That's the right song, right? Yes. Sure. 
It is, right? So here I yeah, am. But I don't know how you would sing it in Lego. Doing everything I can. Holding on to what I am. Pretending I'm a Superman. You guys are losing it over here. Come on, guys. Wake up. What about you, Nate? What Lego game do you want to see? Oh, what Lego game do I want to see? Someone mentioned, uh, wouldn't it be great if we had a Lego Vayner? And I said Ooh. it would be. And then I could think of nothing else. Uh, so I have Lego Super Metroid on the brain. Uh, I think that'd be kind of fun. Uh, morph balls would be interesting because you wouldn't be able to roll uh, as a block. Um, or do they have round Legos? <laughs> Wheels? Uh, <laughs> they might have round. <laughs> well, is, is a wheel a Lego, though? I don't know. Yes. I mean, you're a master Lego builder. Wheels. Anything mm, will okay. work. Well, that's true. Uh, or Lego Apparently Ori. You need to watch Lego Masters. I could get behind some Lego Ori. Really? Oh, yeah. Just any any Ori I would take, as long as it's you know, a Vayner. He just wants more Ori. Yeah. But that you know, that's all I could think of. Once I got uh, Vayner's on the brain, I could go nowhere else. Maybe Lego all Yoku. Right. So if I had to pick a franchise to Lego-fy it, I would say none, because they suck. <laughs> so uh, naturally, I picked uh, two other games uh, just to appease the question. And I picked Borderlands, Lego Borderlands. Seems like it could be semi-hilarious. I could or see that. Lego Diablo. Because, you know, you don't have enough dungeon crawlers these days. So, yeah. Borderlands or Lego Diablo would you know, be my pick. Lego Diablo is almost basically Minecraft Dungeons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it I mean, kind of is. <laughs> it's kind of the same thing. You don't Just, explode into little bitty blocks, but yeah. it's like ninety anyway. percent the same thing. Yeah, I guess. Mm. Anyway, all right. Thank you for that uh, question, Elephalet. Vulgar asks, "What was your favorite cheat code for a game?" Now, I. I used a lot of cheat codes in my youth. I don't remember them all. So uh, in like your any, youth. any sane person. <laughs> and I Googled top best cheat codes ever. A cheater. And I found a list and I remember some of them. Some of them like you guys didn't mention. So I'm just going to bring them up. Like they, it's not really a cheat code, but they mentioned like the warp whistle in Mario. Oh, yeah. so if you want to consider that, I use that all the time. But if you want to do like, this is an input. It is a cheat code. I'm going to pick Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Uh, there was a debug and a stage select screen. Now, I was a dumb kid. I didn't know what the debug menu did at the time. I probably still don't know what it does. Mm -hmm. But I definitely used that stage select to go right to the casino night round and get supersonic every time. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. That actually still works in the Sega Genesis collection for the one and helps with some achievements. Oh, look at so, that, man. So that one, there you go. That one's extra special. Yeah, that, that's one that I used a lot as a kid. And just because it's the next one on the list, and I don't think any of you guys mentioned it, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 had moon physics. I oh. definitely remember oh, absolutely that cheat code. <laughs> you get like a million points in absolutely. five seconds. <laughs> that's a good one. Those were my two beloved cheat codes of the night what about you l all right well the first one that came to mind is obviously the konami code because i'm old which of course which is. is of course up up down down for every left for b star 
and most notably worked for Contra, but definitely some other games. Now, I guess you looked at the list. Do you know what Abacab is? I didn't look at the whole list, Blood but mode. it sounds like a Doom code. Well, I think Abacab, that's a Blood Mode, right? In yeah. Mortal Kombat? Yeah, that is the Blood Code for the Genesis version of Mortal Kombat, which was a huge deal back in the day in the 1993 oh. world. So the Super Nintendo version did not have blood. It had a um, sweat. It looked like sweat. <laughs> uh, the Genesis version had the blood, so most people preferred it, even though it had the subpar graphics and sound. But it had the blood, so it sold more copies. But I remember that one. And, of course, um, Doom, the OG PC version, had uh, IDDQD for all ammo and uh, excuse me, that was God Mode, and ID KFA was the ammo, and ID Clip, you could walk through walls. So you could beat the stages pretty easily with those three codes, and you could explore all the nooks and crannies as well. And you could tell by our age who's picking what codes. Go, yep. f- go, f- go for it, Nate. <laughs> uh, so my codes, um, since other people had taken ones that, you know, Konami code obviously is the first that comes to mind. Um, but Justin Bailey, uh, so in anybody know besides L anybody? Nope. Shadow complex. All right. Go ahead. L, uh, Justin Bailey with all dashes underneath. It was from the original Metroid. Yep. So I'm sure we've talked about it before, but, uh, if you played Metroid, it had a speed run, uh, that you didn't know about, but if you beat the game under a certain amount of time, Samus would take her helmet off. If, you know, if you went even faster than that. Samus' whole suit would come off, and you would see her in a bikini. Uh, And so Justin Bailey was just a a skip right uh, basically to that. Um, You could could play as Samus without her tire on. I mean, without without the suit on, yeah. (laughs) And so that was was one of the first codes I knew about. And it was just really uh, kind of mind-blowing at the time that, oh, Samus is a girl. Yep. Uh, Definitely so your most of... used code. <laughs> <laughs> so not just for the bikini, but for the fact that this character uh, who I just assumed was either a robot or a dude was it was a girl. So you, you guys um, are gonna be gonna... so surprised when Master Chief uh, comes back in Halo Infinite. <laughs> um and then uh if you entered your name as Zelda in Link, the original on NES, uh anybody know what that would do? Nope. Nope. Okay. So uh, when you beat Zelda, oh, go ahead. Um, No. So I know, but I'll let you tell. Okay. So when you beat Zelda for the NES, um, the first time you would be able to start the game a second time and they didn't have new game plus so much. um, But what they did do is they reorganized the dungeons, put them in different locations. So you would have to go about them in a different order. Uh, in progressing through the world. If you started your name, you know, when you start a game, you choose your name. Most people choose their own name or Link or whatever. I think Link's the default. But if you change it to Zelda, it basically scoots you straight to that second playthrough where everything is rearranged. So those are from my childhood, and they're the ones I remember. And uh, honorable mention, of course, goes to Game Genie, which is just amazing. All the cheats. Game Shark's better than Game Genie. Okay. What could you do with Game Shark? Cheat. <laughs> well, first one I thought of immediately was the the older Guitar Heroes, and that's just to unlock all the songs because you know 
You weren't good enough. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't good enough. That's it. No, it's because you had to sit there and you had to work for all of the songs in order to unlock them in quick play because no one wants to play career. I want to play quick play. I just want to play this stupid game. So that was always nice. I, I definitely went career first. <laughs> no, I just wanted to play qu- quick play. I just want to play the songs. I don't want to do career. Career is boring. Then you have to sit there and play all the all the beginning songs, which are slow and crappy songs and boring. But I was going to mention one other cheat code, but then I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, oh, no, another one of a cheat code. Actually, it might be more of a glitch, but either way is getting missing no in Pokemon and also duplicating all the items in specifically red and blue. That yeah, was that's a- like in the lines of the Mario warp whistle. Like you didn't right. have to put in a code. You just had to do a series of events, right? I don't even remember it anymore. Yes. It was definitely cheating the game. It was on Cinnabar Island. I remember that. You had right. to swim up and down the coast. You go you in uh Viridian in Viridian City, you talk to the old man that teaches you how to catch Pokemon, fly to Fuchsia City, you sit and then you how's it work? Go to Fuchsia City, do something, go Pallet Town, swim straight down. Don't go left and right. Swim straight down from at a certain area, uh, like it was on the wet, it was on the east, whatever coast, right. And then you get eventually reach Cinnabar Island. Then you sit there and you just travel up and down, and eventually you meet uh, Missing No, which you can capture. And then also the twenty sixth, no, which item? So I forget it, which. Actually, I, actually, it's I think like it was the, the seventh sixth. or something. Yeah, actually, I think seven. it was the sixth or seventh item. Now has a hundred and twenty eight items. Is now one hundred and twenty eight of them instead of just you know ninety nine being the max, which was great for Master Balls and Rare Candies. Yep, definitely. I, I should go YouTube that. I bet you there's like some really interesting mini doc about that because like who would discover? Oh, that? sure. In po- Pokemon Yellow, actually doing kind of the same thing, you can actually beat the game in under a minute. Now that's cheating. <laughs> yeah. Somehow with the way the game works, I'm not a coder. I don't understand it. But you do certain things, manipulate the menus, and you can beat the you can skip right to the end credits where it's mm-hmm. showing you the Elite Four and your time is zero 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 zero. So you can actually speed run the game and beat it in under a minute. And yeah. your only Pokemon is a level one <laughs> Squirtle. You yeah. actually don't have any Pokemon. <laughs> Yeah, glitch speedrunning is its own little type of uh, sub-genre. I actually watched They're one nuts. today for a Super Metroid. You can beat it in 11 minutes using uh, glitching through walls and stuff without having to I beat like any I like speedrunning and all, but I typically don't care for that kind of speedrunning. You know? It's very fascinating, though. Like It's not it's necessarily art. fun to watch, yeah. but it's very fascinating. Yeah, I'd like yes. to just see like what is the glitch? Like, mm-hmm. d- does it take eleven minutes to complete, or is there just like one little key thing that, like, oh, wow? There's one little key thing they do a couple of times, basically just going through walls and yeah, he glitches one That's place crazy. to get the power bomb early, and then he maneuvers himself to get hit by the enemies to fly over to places you weren't supposed to be there yet. So yeah, there's multiple things involved. They are fun to watch. Speaking of speed runs and Tony Hawk. They did. I watched GDQ do Tony Hawk to 100% in like a half hour or something. Nice. Which is just, wow. You think you're good until you watch them, and it's just like, yeah, I, I, I'm not worthy. 
Although they put thousands of hours into the game. <laughs> 100%. But still, watching them be able to sit there and just chain combos over and over to be able to get to all, it's it's insane. All right. Uh, next question. This question is from Chesno. What game did you play for achievements that you didn't expect much of that you really enjoyed? For him, it was uh, Thomas was alone. Uh, for me, and I've mentioned this on the on the show multiple times, I'll, so I'll be quick. Ever Hero, Iro Hero, however you want to pronounce it. Great shoot 'em up. Love the game. How about you, Corey? Uh, which games did I play for achievements that I did not expect to enjoy? Yes. That would be none. I play all of my games for achievements now. Uh, <laughs> but if I had to pick one, it would be off system and it would be Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. One of my only Switch games because I don't have that many. Uh, it's it's my the really the only XCOMI game I've ever played. Wait, 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 wait. What? And it's really fun. What? Mario plus like Rabbids a, Kingdom that Battle. That has achievements? No, I, it says what that's, that's not what the question is. That's not what the question is. That's not what the question is. The question is what it's game what did you right. play for achievements? Four achievements, but you wound up enjoying like, it. But you did. Yes. Yeah. yeah, you went for the achievements, but you stayed for the gameplay. Reading is fundamental. <laughs> well, I, hey, here's the thing. Why, how would I Thomas with the games come that here? I expect to hate? How about that? All right, you know what? We'll tell. I'll tell you what. Let's skip to L, and we'll come back to you, Corey. You are not fun. Something comes to you. Yeah. All right, well, uh, the way the question was phrased, it doesn't say easy achievements. And back before getting every game with easy achievements, I would just get games because they had achievements. And also there was this uh, the fear of missing out. So the game that came to mind for me was Army of Two. And I only got this game and convinced Michelle to get this game because the servers were closing. So we rushed to get it. And all I knew is that it was co-op, didn't know much about it, and we wound up loving it, and it became one of our favorite series. So uh, that's a weird answer, I know. Um, yeah. that, that's what I'm going to go with. Take that, I always Chenzo. wanted to play that game, but never did. <laughs> well, how about you, Nate? For me, um, I just I started looking at my games played, and I was kind of going back through. And So most recently, I guess, <clears throat> a game that I knew nothing about, I had no expectations other than this game has gamer score and it's on Game Pass or uh, Games with Gold. Got it for free. So, um, and that was Marlowe Briggs and the Mask of Death. I Anybody? don't even remember this. Anybody? I know. I know, I know the the cover. Okay, so um, <laughs> it's basically God of War uh, for the Xbox. So. Ah. There you go. Go have fun. Okay, then. Um, but yeah, I was just expecting there, you know, to be kind of a platformery combat sort of thing, you know, from the look of it. But it ends up being like, okay, it's kind of like a God of War game uh, for PlayStation, but for Xbox, and you get achievements. And it was games with gold, so it was free. So I got a lot more out of that than I was expecting. I'm looking at the screenshots. Nothing about this is looking God of War to me. But I'll take your word for it since I didn't play it. Well, I mean, you know, it's the same kind of combat. You know, it's combat focused, uh, combo focused. Um, yeah. All right. Do you have enough time to think of a real answer now, Corey? I got two. What you got? Glass Masquerade and Minesweeper Genius. Oh, good one on Glass Strictly Masquerade. Played for achievements, and I, I need a Minesweeper Genius too. I need it. 
I almost started Minesweeper Genius the other day. Minesweeper Genius. Glass Masquerade. I was going to mention Minesweeper Genius, but I knew what I was getting into with that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I knew I was going to like it. So, Well, we're just going to do, do those three questions for right now. We'll save the rest for later because we have a long list. And this is starting to run a little long. So let's hop into the sales. Uh, Nate, what you picking up? So many sales. Um, or, or what you recommending. If no, you, I'm joking. Because you probably already bought it all. There are two sales worth of pages. So there was like a one that happened a while ago, and there was one that just came out today. Um, so I don't know which one was on which, but here's the stuff that I saw that I thought was interesting. Serial uh, Cleaner, I'm sure I've mentioned it before. $3.74 down from 15 Not going to go into it a whole lot. Whole lot. Uh, it's about 10 to 12 hours worth of gameplay, it says. And if you like Party Hard, uh, this is a lot like that. But instead, you are a cleaner, so you're cleaning up crime scenes. It's a great game. A lot of fun. Um, a Way Out. Now, this was uh, Game Pass, and it's going to go away at some point, I imagine, right? Uh, it's $7.50 down from $30. i am probably going to pick it up just to you know cover myself for when it does go away. Um, and then the last thing I'd like to mention, I haven't played it, but this game is interesting to me. Um, Ghost 1.0. Anybody interested in this? Ghost 1.0. What? No. Have we heard about this? I have not even heard of this game. No. Okay. So, <clears throat> this game is by the same developer that did Unepic. Now, you may know Unepic if you've been following our Metroidvania challenge. Okay, from that's last why year. I recognize that name. Yes. So, it's Enjoy Up Games. Uh, Unepic was labeled as Metroidvania. This game, apparently, from a review I saw, could also be a Metroidvania. Um, the other thing that I really like about this game is that it has, guess how many achievements this game might have. Seven. A rough guess Uh tells me 93. That's, that's a very good guess. Zero. You are exactly right. There are 93 achievements. Yes. So they're, they're all pretty much, uh, five pointers, uh, basically, uh, and some tens and stuff like that. But, I like games with a lot of achievements, and if you are looking to bump up your achievement count, uh, maybe this is for you. Um, some of the reviews I saw made it seem like the game is a little bit difficult, and it's kind of got a uh, um, kind of a learning curve at the very beginning, or at least a lot of tutorials at the beginning. And once you get through that, the game kind of opens up. Uh, I'm interested in it. Like I said. Um, uh, it is Ghost 1.0. It is from that same developer that did Unepic. It is $4 down from 10 uh, I that will is be picking this game. up for sure. Yep, yep. I'm going to pick it up. And, uh, it, you know, if it's really good, I'll push for the uh, Metroidvania angle. We'll see. Do we? And there's other things, but we're going long, so I'm not going to mention it. Anybody else? I have two to recommend, and I'm actually going to get both of these. And once again... Like you said, I don't know when these are leaving, so hopefully when you hear these, hear this, they're still there. Uh, the first game is Mace, M-A-C-E. This is kind of this is a shoot 'em up. Actually, kind of reminds me of Sky Force. So, uh, uh, Nate, you might actually be interested in this if you don't already have it. I already have it, but I don't think I've played it. <laughs> All right, that's about what I thought. It's fifty percent off, five dollars down to uh, two forty nine, and the other game that I'm going to recommend, which I feel like this might have been said already. So this one might be leaving soon. I don't know. Is the Vasara collection. It's regular, regularly $10. Now it's 99 cents right now. 
and it's another shoot 'em up. So it's a game for that, for a buck. Like that's kind of hard to pass up. It's just, uh, cheap. just for the audience. Mace will still be on sale until uh, a week from now. So you have till the following Monday if you are hearing this quickly. Um, and if you are interested in the dollar. Vasara, well, you should just forget about it because you have six hours left yeah, from right that. now. <laughs> Rip. I thought I might have done that, so yeah. But hey, That's just put it, on your, put it on your price tracker, and I'm sure it will be a 90% off again in probably like <laughs> six months. Yeah, Vasara looks like the, um, oh, I just, I just lost the name, the Neo Geo game. The one when you're like a helicopter. Aero Fighter. Yeah, that one. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Very much looks like that. It's also in that that smaller subgenre of a collection game. It's only eighty two of them, so yes. you know if you're if you're a collector of collections. Hey. How about you, Corey? I'm only going to recommend one game. I mentioned it already. Actually, I don't do that too often, do I? That would be Omega Strike. The, I don't know, 8-bit, 16-bit, whatever, uh, Metroidvania. Um, really good game. A really good, uh, not a really good game. It's a good game. It's a good Vayner. Not too long. Doesn't overstay its welcome. Yeah. And it's like three bucks. L? Uh, the only thing I see is the uh, Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy combo for 10 bucks. Those are good for old people like me who like game shows. 75% off. It's pretty good. Supermarket sweep. <laughs> that was a good game show. It was. You know what it sounds like? Uh, the Sara Collection? Supermarket Shriek, which happens to be leaving Game Pass. Uh, so just a quick reminder, you probably have like a week to do these Game Pass games. Um, if you're listening to it, now, so like, there's no date. Like, uh, what's the speculation? Mid June. Yeah, probably, probably mid, roughly like that. So, just to rattle off the list real quick to remind you to hurry up and play or buy Everspace, Resident Evil Revelations, Riptide GP, Renegade, Riverbond, Scream Ride, Super Hot, Super Hot Win Ten, Supermarket Shriek, and The Last Door Season Two, Win Ten. If you haven't played Scream Ride, and if you've played the old Roller Coaster Tycoon games, I would recommend that, unless you care about your tag, because it is like a 200-plus hour completion. That game was fun. It's like... Which, that one's that one's a little surprising, because it's Xbox Game Studios was the publisher. Was I it? I own it, but... I did not yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah, Microsoft published that game. I did not know that. Yeah, it's kind of odd that that's leaving Game Pass. Huh. Oh, well. Yeah, I really need to get on River Bond, probably. But probably not. Have fun with that. Let's get into some contests. Nate, why don't you regale us with the Gamertag Challenge? Right, so our Gamertag Challenge for June is Freaky RO or Freaky Row or Freaky Or. I don't know. <laughs> Mr. Essential. <laughs> um, and he chose as his game Lonely Mountains Downhill. And the bonus bonus for him is uh, achievements with the essentials in the title of the achievement. So any sort of food, any sort of water or shelter. Um, and as long as the context of the, uh, as long as the word in the context of the achievement title pertains to that, 
than uh, that item, then yes, as an essential. So, for instance, uh, somebody said, kick him in the nuts. I think it was an achievement <laughs> title. And um, I guess, based on the game, I think it had to do with a, a squirrel. So that, okay, sure. Um, but, yeah, when it comes to does this word meet the criteria, look at it in the context of the achievement. And if it is that type of word, then sure. Uh, if you have any questions, I'll put them in the channel and we'll all laugh at uh, the poor... Uh, task that's before me of saying yes or no to all of your questions that's amazing yeah so that is the gtc for june am i doing street king or somebody else uh no Corey wants you do street king since you like your 10 day streaks for some reason sure mario of the skeptical variety posted in the discord a little update he said facial floor maintains his domination with a continued streak of 10 Perfect 10 day streaks. J Black moves up to tie Mr. Essential, aka Freaky Row, apparently, in second place with eight points. And AZ Mongoose seems to have given up, remaining at seven points since April. The top eight are rounded out by P Tart, also with seven points, Skeptical Mario, and myself with six points. And Sangria's who may or may not be aware of the contest at five points. (laughs) Bonus categories, he said. Longest streak started during the contest is Kronos with 74 days. Longest streak broken during the contest with NBA Kirkland at almost 1,900 days. And then no streaks over five days during the contest. Foo-foo, cuddly poof. Woot, woot. That means you fail. Or... Am I playing for the bonus? Those aren't real. They are. Hashtag Brad Camp. Hold on. I want to talk about some contests. No, 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 no. Proclamation. No. Okay. Okay. He's going off script. Real quick. All right. Off script. Let's go. I know we mentioned it last week, but I wanted to give a a shout out to the G-Task winners. And uh, Mental Knight 5 and Inferno and Danny JJ and Jimbot wanted to congratulate you guys. Elroy, you did okay too. And uh, thanks for the shout-outs on your uh, interviews. It was very much appreciated, and we appreciate you. That's all. Absolutely. Number five. Love you guys. Number five. I wanted to give a quick shout-out also to Freem and Skeptical Mario and whoever else helps out with the Cram contest. Um, if anyone doesn't know who that is, what that is, it's basically a contest, a weekly contest, or sometimes runs a little longer, where you don't know what you're trying to do, and then you try, uh, you get achievements, and then they tell you who's winning, and then you try to figure out what the contest is all about by looking at what achievements people are getting. It's actually quite awesome. Uh, the uh, latest one was for the Warboats Challenge. NBA Kirkland got uh, basically what equates to a full combo, a blackout. He got all of them, the hits and the misses, and he wound up winning since that is what the cram happened to be for this week. So good job. And thank you to all our community members who keep coming up with challenges and contests. And it very much shapes what we play. Proclamation point. All right. I guess I'm going first this week. Your name is there. (laughs) Before I start, just a reminder to friends at the AH101 hashtag 4639 profile. And if that doesn't work, hit up rocker dude to send you a friend request because there's some sort of a glitch uh, where it's not working for some people. And that way you'll get your name read on this here lovely podcast. Freaky. And message the guy guy that owns the AH101 
TA account and tell them to delete it so we can have it. Yeah. More often than not, it's not going to work. Um, if you want to be a part of the milestones and if you're in discord, we have a cool milestone bot and a war boat bot and an RTDL thing. Uh, there's different accounts you can friend to get on those, uh, for the AH101 account, like L said, you can just ping me in Discord. Or if you don't want to get on Discord, just send a message to that account on TA. It's probably easier. And we check that, you know, semi-frequently, uh, and we'll get you added. So sorry about that. We currently have a, an open discussion with TA on that, and hopefully we'll fix it soon. Hopefully. Back to the point. All right. We have Freaky Roe versus Wade has reached a new milestone of 155 completions. Freemhole, 260 completions. Bastion Reader, 300 completions. Our resident RTDL wizard, ZZ Urban Spaceman. Thanks, man, has 380 completions. Mike Pitch, 440 completions. And... Our lovely Canadian friend, RPG Davey, 645 completions. Death Dealers has 57% completion percentage. Wheezy Fuzz has 69%. And Elroy OMJ, love that guy, has 74%. Good job, everybody. For streaks, we have a paltry three 550-day achievement win streak for Enigma Gamer 70, 70, 70, 70, 70. What the fuck is currently on a 350-day achievement win streak? Ben L72, 50 days. And the Dream Team rounding out the 10-day streaks. We have Freaky Row, Fighter X93 Chip. Ice Fire TN, not from Tennessee, myself, Doughboy EE, and the Jodine. What are you reading from right to left over here? You Jewish? No. Huh, all right. I just uh, was saving the best ah, streaks I for see. last. For achievements, one, our good mate in UK, Hat 90. <laughs> Has unlocked 5,000 achievements. Retro Chief 1969 is at 5,500. Dark Lord Davis somehow is at 9,500. Jay Black at 12,500. Chewy on Ice at 18,5. RPG Davy at 21,5. Matrark at 22,5. And Isred at 29,5. Oh, yeah. Had to keep going up with uh, the numbers. Impressive. In gamers. In gamer score, AZ Mongoose has 150,000, Enigma Gamer 77 has 450,000, and RPG Davy has 570,000 gamer score. Uh, in TA score, Retro Chief 1969 has 300,000 TA score, Ice Fire TN Not from Tennessee is 770,000 <laughs> TA score, uh-huh. Officer Zero has 960,000, and Jimbot UK with the teeny tiny 1,750,000 TA score. And for the leaderboards, Big L is now in the top 50,000 of a TA leaderboard for role-playing. Chesno is now in the top 2,000 the England Completed Games leaderboard. Seamus McLimey is now in the top 20 of the British Columbia TA leaderboard. And Jimbot UK. 
is now number one in the TA leaderboard for action. Wow. Number one. That's pretty good. Yeah. Number one. Good one, Jimbo. Very good. All right. Well, that is show number 98. Thank you, everyone, for listening. You can find us in all the places. They are all in the show notes. But most importantly, if you enjoy the show, please check out the Patreon. Your support is greatly appreciated. Patreon.com slash Achievement Hunting 101. Thank you all for listening. Class is dismissed. Every month, more and more games are released onto Game Pass. Some of them flip through the cracks. It's time for them to regain their time in the sun. It came from Game Pass. What's going on? We're unveiling a new segment. It's me and Michelle. Hello. It's called It Came From Game Pass. Uh, So we're going to be diving into some of the lesser known or maybe hidden gems. We don't know. Parts of uh, Xbox Game Pass. Uh, Why don't you tell them a little bit about the criteria we've been choosing? Sure. So we thought initially maybe we'd do a random selection from Game Pass, but that could potentially lead to a lot of trouble. So what we've decided instead to do was to narrow down the full list of Game Pass games to two choices each between the two of us for a total of four. These choices will include certain criteria like games that are a little lesser played, games that we can conceivably get through mostly in a month but don't require a 400-hour grind necessarily. There's some other short criteria, but we're going to narrow it down to that first four. After that first four, that's where the community comes in. And it looks like you guys... Uh, thankfully, I've already voted, and you chose Cluster Truck. So we're going to be streaming tr- Cluster Truck. We're going to be playing through uh, Cluster Truck. Uh, you're welcome to join us. We're going to be doing that Tuesdays, in, starting the Tuesday after this releases. Yeah, and one other point of clarification about Cluster Truck, just so you all know what we're dealing with going in, is that Devin has actually started the game a little bit, but hasn't made a significant amount of progress, and I haven't started the game at all. So when we go in on that first Tuesday stream, I will be going in blind. And I will be going in after taking a year and a half-ish break. Should be a lot of fun. We hope to see you there. Feel free to play along with us, and uh, you know, if you want to dunk on us about your progress with Cluster Truck... I mean, feel free. I'm not going to hold you down. Uh, And we'll be discussing this on a future episode. We hope to see you all there. And now, Deep Thoughts by Jason Kelly. It's really important to stay safe out there with all those cybersecurity concerns. It's really not that difficult. Just make sure when you set up a new account, to not use beef stew as your password. It's just not strong enough. What's up, everybody? X here with a better late than never review for Blind Men, Radalaka's second newest visual novel. Blind Men came out on April 15th, 2020 for $4.99, so most of you have probably already played it, but I'm willing to bet that when you say you played it, you kind of have to put air quotes around the word played. 
because, as is the case with all of the Rattalaika visual novels so far, you don't actually need to read a single word of Blind Man to get your full thousand gamer score. And the average completion time for this one is lightning quick. It seems to be about six minutes. So, like I did with Syrup, I'll just get right to that part of the review. Um, for Achievement Hunters, you're looking literally at a perfect 10 out of 10 with this one. Blind Men ticks all the right boxes. It's quick, it's cheap, and it requires absolutely zero skill to complete the game. Again, complete with air quotes around the word. So if you want a quick score boost and you haven't played it yet, go buy this one. This is, this is what you are waiting for. If you're actually interested in the game, it was, you know, as it is meant to be played, um, that's where I'll go next. And... Uh, I'm going to be blunt right off the bat. I didn't like this one, uh, really, at all. Uh, I, well, I don't have much nice to say about this one. I'll, I'll put it like that. I spent about 90 minutes playing it. I earned all of the endings, and I only skipped the dialogue that I'd already read. So that's 90 minutes for a legit playthrough. I would say if you want to reread all the dialogue, if you're playing them not back-to-back and you don't want to forget anything, you're probably looking at about two and a half, maybe three hours. Um, but of the 90 minutes, like I said, I really didn't enjoy any of it. None of the endings stuck out as, like, real winners, which is strange, because if you play VNs, you can usually tell which one's supposed to be the, you know, the real ending. I don't want to say good ending, because there's always good and bad endings, but, like, the, the canon ending. Uh, in this case, they all just kind of fall flat. There's no real resolution. They just all, okay, story's over, and, and that's it. So I'm not going to spoil the story outright in case you actually want to play it. But the short version is that you play as Keegan, who wants to be a supervillain. And to do that, uh, he needs to prove himself to the League of Supervillains, which is just called the League. Um, and he has to prove himself by completing one dastardly deed as, as like a trial. So rather than playing it safe, he decides to go big and, you know, show that he is worthy of being a supervillain. So how that plays out in the game is you have two options to to play out. You can either kidnap a famous scientist and hold him for ransom, or you can steal a giant diamond. Spoiler alert, neither option works out. Along the way, though, you're going to meet two other characters, uh, Hunter, an American spy, and Sergei, a Russian spy. There are a couple other minor characters, but that's, that's it. 99% of the dialogue comes from these three. So if you recall from way back when I talked about this one when it was introduced, Blind Men is a boy's love or BL visual novel, which is a subgenre of VNs that features gay romances. After doing some research, this romance, it, it's usually more subdued and not in-your-face explicit content, and that is definitely the case here. Um, there were a couple innuendo-filled comments. Uh, there was even a kiss in two of the endings. Ooh. But it, it's it's really tame. Um I wasn't really sure what to expect, because this is my first BLVN, that's the, apparently, uh, go-to abbreviation, BLVN, Boys Love Visual Novel, but I wasn't sure what to expect, um, but yeah, most of the romance, it's it's quite subtle. Uh, I do say most, though. There were definitely a couple conversations with Hunter. They were a little PG-13, but you, they're not going to make you sweat or anything like that. So, the game has eight endings. And they're divided equally across both supervillain options and both love interests. That means you have Hunter Diamond A and Diamond B Roots, Hunter Kidnapping A and B Roots, and then the same for Sergey. and there's your eight. For the most part, the diamond endings and the kidnap endings, um, they, they largely play out the same, but the dialogue and choices change quite a bit along the way. Think of it kind of like a Telltale game, where no matter what you do, the game's going to end the same. Uh, there, there's certainly that factor, you know, that illusion of choice, 
Uh, and if you're only doing a couple endings, you won't notice it. But after doing all eight, you realize that there's really not much variety in the script, and they really do all sort of just end up the same. Speaking of the script, though, really the... Well, I'd say the biggest positive, but probably one of the only positives I have about this game is that half of the endings play out like a James Bond movie. Everything's tense and serious and, oh, man, what's going to happen? Good guy versus bad guy. And then the other half are like Austin Powers, where it's very much a parody and nothing is taken seriously. Uh, these aspects, I really liked them, actually. They were written quite well, but unfortunately, they're quite brief. Like I said, both narratives sort of end the same, which is like this neutral ground between the two where it's supposed to be serious without taking itself seriously, if that makes sense. But the parts that differentiate, they, they were well done. So for anybody who is into visual novels, you know that the most important aspect is the characters. And that's why I said I really didn't care for this one. Keegan is your main character. If you look at the box art, he's the one with the eye patch. Um, he's, he's annoying. I didn't really like him at all. He's also very one-dimensional, and all he cares about is becoming a supervillain. It's kind of like the classic kids in the backseat, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Except in his case, he just keeps reminding us how he wants to be a supervillain. I want to be a supervillain! I want to be a supervillain! And when things go wrong, because pretty much everything goes wrong in this game, which is supposed to be funny, but it, it, it wasn't, um... That's being nice. There was really no humor to be found. Uh, anyway, he just complains about it the whole time and like, you know, the whole, oh, woe is me. Oh, why doesn't my life work out kind of thing? He's just really annoying. Not a very good protagonist, in my opinion. Hunter, who's the American spy, he's like classic spy guy in like a super cliche kind of way. His writing is not original or inspired. He does have a few good one-liners, but they're, they're not funny. They're more like quippy. Uh, it's hard to explain without actually getting... Uh, you'll figure it out. The best part of any of Hunter's endings was the banter with Keegan, though, because Hunter strives to be the good guy, while Keegan obviously only wants to be the bad guy, the supervillain, which, again, he reminds us 50 bajillion times. Sergey, on the other hand, I kind of liked him. He's like a mixed bag. Um, he's the typical Russian spy, so he's pretty quiet. He doesn't really talk or open up. We don't learn much about him which is also pretty cliche, but at least it's acknowledged here, given that he is a Russian spy. With Hunter, the writing, it makes you think that there's much more going on, but we don't we don't get that. The dialogue never got there. Sergei maintains that mystery, though, which makes his interactions with Keegan more realistic, but also less enjoyable, just because we don't really see how their personalities are going to line up. And, uh, well, that's... It's about all I have to say about the story and characters. I feel like the concept had some potential, and you can just you can tell it's a small project, basically. And I, I say that kindly, but critically. Um, the $5 price tag very much reflects that. When it came out on Steam a few years ago, it was only $4. So while there's a lot of visual novels with better pretty much everything, most of them tend to run for $10 at a minimum. Um, when you see a visual novel for $15, that's not rare. So... Again, I, I tried keeping that in mind. Uh, even for $5, it's, it's just not great. It, it just was not a great experience. You, you get a serviceable visual novel. It has eight endings, but that's, that's about all you get. Like I said, I'm struggling to find good things to say about this one. Um, another big issue worth mentioning, I think, is the language. Like, literally the, the written text that you see. The game was made by Spanish developers. And it is pretty clear that English is not their first language. Um, 
it's not bad. You you read it. You know what they're going for. Just lots of the dialogue is is worded awkwardly, for lack of a better term. It it just it comes across as sloppy. I feel like they could have probably paid like a native English speaker just to proofread or edit the Spanglish out, and it would have taken them maybe like three hours tops to just read all the dialogue. And you know, if they paid them like a hundred dollars for three hours of editing, I feel like that would have been money well spent, and it would have made their game just much more refined overall. The last thing I'm going to talk about is the audio-visual stuff, the pictures and the music, for those of you who don't know what audio-visual means. I, I don't have any complaints here. The character sprites look fine, though there's not a lot of, like, diversity to them, like, within the characters. It's the same maybe five animations for each character throughout. I don't think there were any costume changes. So it, you're pretty much looking at the same three people in the same costumes with, you know, four or five faces each for the length of your play. Um, you'll get tired of them pretty quickly. The backgrounds, it's kind of the same thing. They're fine. There's nothing wrong with them, but I, there's probably only 10, maybe 12 backgrounds throughout the whole game. And it's pretty evident that these are being repeated more often than they should because your characters will be like, oh, let's go to a different room. And now you're in a different room, but it's the exact same background setting. So it, it just kind of loses that immersion a little bit. And the same goes for the soundtrack. Um, what's there is fine. All the music and sounds are, are good, but you're going to hear the same noise and sounds and music a lot. I don't know how many songs are there, uh, but it, it's not many. Maybe ten again. And it's quite evident that they're repeating the same thing. So again, keeping in mind it's a budget title, it's fine, but it, it just all of these elements, it kind of makes you wish that there's just more on offer. Okay, so final review, overall review, whatever. Like I said at the beginning, for achievement hunting, this is a flawless victory. 10 out of 10. You could not ask for anything better. If you haven't bought it yet and you want those sweet, sweet imaginary internet points, go buy it. For my actual review, which is, you know, why I just spent the last 10 and a half minutes talking, um, I have to give this a lowly 4 out of 10. Womp womp which I'm pretty sure is the lowest scoring game I've ever reviewed. I generally try to find the positives in games, so I know I've given games high marks where others have not, but I, I'm kind of in agreement with this one. I just can't find a whole lot of good things to say about this one. And I'm disappointed because I was really looking forward to this one when Radalaka announced it in um, you know, their VN conference, whenever the heck that was. It just seemed like a cool premise with the spy story and the boys love aspect was new to me so i was you know going in with an open mind but i just spent i, I don't know it, it it was just seemed like 90 minutes that didn't really amount to anything i did not enjoy those 90 minutes and again even acknowledging that it's a budget title i just can't overlook the fact that so many elements of the game just seem subpar and i know that's kind of a harsh word but that's the only thing i can think of so four out of ten uh, that's that's what I got. If you're curious about visual novels and getting into the genre, this is definitely not a good place to start. I'll leave it at that. So thanks for listening. And hopefully, you know, I gave you guys some insight into the game that you spent six minutes scrolling through. See ya! The Achievement Hunting 101 podcast is proudly brought to you by Achievable. Bamboo for all your achievement hunting needs. We know that picky pandas prefer premium perfect bamboo, so we ensure nothing but the finest quality. Achievaboo's growers start at the source, scarping out the finest soil to plant only the most luxurious bamboo. From there, 
We sprinkle the soil with hand-ground Dorito crumbs and sprinkle it with our secret combination of water, electrolytes, and Mountain Dew to ensure quality growth from planting until harvest. It's this combination of love and gamer fuel that sets our bamboo above all others. So if you're a panda who needs some extra energy for marathon gaming sessions, look no further than Achievaboo, made by gaming pandas for gaming pandas. He lasted all 48 periods, even though there was only 47. He placed top three. He voluntarily entered, even though he had done this abuse before. But do you know the real story behind what happened? Why the Stockholm Syndrome? Why he just keeps coming back? Is he doing okay? In this edition, we dive deep into Danny JJ14's performance and find out why he did it all for a third of a hoodie. This is Faces of G-Test. Woo! <laughs> all right, so, uh, Danny, Dan, is, is it all right if I call you Danny? Danny yeah. boy, Dan, Dan yeah. J. All right. Danny JJ, whatever. Yeah, yeah, this is your uh, first time on the podcast, right? Yep, I believe so. Oh, fantastic. So, well, thanks for joining me today. So, not a problem. Um, I always like to start off I'd like to start it off by having you tell everyone your gaming credentials. Uh, so like, you know, what kind of gamer do you consider yourself? Uh, I'd say pretty damn hardcore. I mean, you, there was two UHH second places back in the day before I started the old G task shenanigans. Mm. And um, yeah, that was Which uh, one? Which one? Which one's worse? Um, probably G Task, because that lasts the whole year. To be honest, at least UHH yeah. is just for a few months, so it's not too bad. But, but yeah, I guess UHH forces you what to play, and G Task you can just play whatever you want the whole time. So, swings and roundabouts, really, both ends. So you just do uh, random competitions? Are you are you trying to? like become the number one at anything in the on the leaderboards or anything like that are you a, a completions guy a, a ta guy a ratio guy what, what what's your jam i've kind of been going for a bit of everything at the last last bit of year i've been trying to get that completion completion rate up after um someone challenged me in um, a forum during g's ask they said if i can get my completion above 90 percent they're like give me a couple of years pro so that's that's something i've been jokingly trying to bump up but race did you uh, uh did you reach the goal then or oh no it's it's like an ongoing thing so yeah he basically oh, said, oh, okay if i can if i can get my trash completion percentage back above 90 somehow then yeah. <laughs> what's your completion percentage at right now well it depends if you're one of these mm. people who I'm not because obviously there's the, <laughs> the classic thing of you have to include all DLC, but I only have mine as inc- um, owned only. So I think mine at the moment uh-huh. is about 74 percent. So it's not un- completely I unreasonable. Think I think you're on the I, I think you're on the right side of history with this. Uh, most sensible people I know just do it to track the DLC they have because why would you track DLC that you don't have? I mean, exactly. It doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's cost prohibitive. I don't know. I think it's the elite trying to keep us down. Mm. They, you know, they can buy all the DLC, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, so 
So you've done this before. This is uh, what what number G test is this for you? Um, well, I guess it depends what way you look at it because it's my second proper hardcore run with um, me and mm-hmm. Jim. But um, well, we we did um, the one in 2018, but that was just such a casual thing where we just pretty much did it for however long we could last without really trying at all. But yeah. Me, Infamous, and Jim returning from 2017 back on the hunt. <laughs> all right. So I assume you took all your veteran experience, uh, and that's probably why you had 70,000 in bonuses at the end of the uh, contest, I would imagine, there. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's, um, sort of manage- <laughs> managing when to push for badges was definitely an extra task in its own right as well. Yeah, it's- Especially with yeah, that... Roast House absolutely grinding for most of the year before they got booted out. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> oh, we'll get to them. <laughs> so, uh, did it wreak havoc on your well-being? Did it put strain on your uh, physical being, your marriage, or anything like that? Um, I guess it's always a bit of a mental aspect when you sort of go to bed thinking, "Christ, am I going to be safe?" When oh, I yeah. wake up tomorrow morning or whatever and things like that. So, What's the What time is the deadline for you then? Or was it, I guess, it'd be like four in the morning or something like that? Nah, it wasn't actually too bad for us. Um, the bonus cutoff was like 6 a.m. in the morning and the it was like two in the afternoon. Oh, okay. So it was oh, pretty okay. decent. I went the other way. Yeah, that's, that's, that's doable. Not as hmm. perfect as it was for someone like Sai Baber in Japan, who had like the like eight o'clock <laughs> at, in the evening cutoff time. But yeah, uh, two p.m. Yeah. isn't isn't much to complain about, really. Uh, did you uh, kind of did your sleep patterns were they in fact like impacted? For me, I like would wake up. I mean, normally I wake up to pee anyway, but. Uh, I would check and see, you know, I'd be like, oh, crap. I'm like three teams above cutout. I might have to get up early and, you know, take care of this. Or or, or did you just kind of wake up at your set time and knowing that you had all these preloads to kind of bail yourself out? I, mm, I, I guess the earlier on, it didn't really matter. It was sort of just I'd get up at like, say, 11 o'clock mm-hmm. and just check that things weren't going a complete mm-hmm. disaster but as it yeah as it got on i had the specific alarm entitled g task monday morning panic <laughs> which is like right <laughs> set at like sort of 9 a.m just to make sure i'd get like three or four good potential hours of scoring in if i needed it mm-hmm. and damn so and just... semis you really did need it oh yeah so you don't get up in the middle of the night to pee am i alone on this one yeah, I think that's a little out of my age age range at the moment. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, you'll get there. Yeah, it's kind of a recent thing. I think it's because I drink a lot of water now, but I, I, that's why I keep telling myself, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so that I don't admit that I'm well, ancient. So, um, your team name was is this Team Leapfrog? Yep. No, that that's the name of it. <laughs> it's, it's it's a question mark. Yeah. So. <laughs> so was that meant as a rhetorical question or rather a question that just got the discussion going uh, how how should people have received that it, it was sort of um on, it was basically a um a reuse of our the meme from 2017 because back then our team mm-hmm. was called is this team uhh because there was always oh. there was always talk in forums about um 
a theoretically a team event of some sort that could be based on unlocking stuff in your collections, which never happened. So mm-hmm. yeah, when we decided to put a big G task run together, because back in 2017, we also had one of my opponents from a UHH triple dryad. So yeah, we, we thought of that as a theme name and given that Jim and infamous are both absolute grinders on the leapfrog contest, we thought, yeah, seeing as it's just the three of us, we'll make it about them and the leapfrog. And is there is there ever going to be an actual TA team based event that isn't run by planning for a change? <laughs> yeah. Well, you could have is this team war boats maybe in the future, or <laughs> you know, there, there's lots of hangman. I mean, there's lots of options there, right? So, um, so you 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 y'all finish first, but uh, in points. But uh, as far as the team name goes, I'm sorry to tell you um, that. NASCAR drivers be like, broom, got to turn left, broom, broom, <laughs> got to turn left here, broom, uh, won the team name early on. Mm, um, indeed, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, but uh, that's okay. No one was going to beat those guys. So, so take us back to that day you met Jim Bod. It seems like the two of y'all are two peas in a pod. So was there like an electricity in the air or? Uh, um yeah, nah, it's just um, walk us through that. It's just um, it was just a nice sort of spring morning, or wait, no, mm-hmm. it would have been autumn. I like walked into a, a maths classroom or whatever, and there he was, mm-hmm. probably just sat on a sat on a desk somewhere. And um, we didn't <laughs> we didn't get to know each other initially, but over the course of the couple of years of sixth form, we sort of started hanging out a bit more and doing a bit of Black Ops we're, we're... One back in the day. Were you nervous to talk to him? Uh, yeah, his like dashing good looks. Um, yeah, <laughs> nah, obviously, a... I just, I think I can't remember what it was. It must have been just some discussion with a couple of friends I was sat next to, got overheard, and yeah, just sort of the gaming chat picked up, and we started gaming yeah. plenty together ever since for like, a good sort of must be what about eight years, sort of. 10 8 oh, 10 geez. years so that's so, been a while uh, y'all uh, y'all um so y'all hang out casually just on the weekends or y'all live close to each other then is it yeah we both live in the same sort of town so like i have oh, occasionally cool. um throughout the g task we did a couple of co-op sessions on stuff like chariot to bang out some massive preloads on that game so that's good fun, so we can occasionally play together from time to time. Well, as long as y'all are just not three friends just having fun, you know, as long as y'all aren't that, that's, mm. you know. But <laughs> three friends, what is it? What was the term? Three friends yeah, yeah, uh, just hanging out three friends playing games? hanging out, having fun, <laughs> playing games together. Yeah, yeah. there you go. That's it. So so where does uh, Infamous fit in all the, to all this? Is, uh, is he secretly um, jealous of you and Jim's relationship, or where does he fit in with this? He's, you know, being a three-man team, obviously someone becomes the third will, so... Mm. Yeah, it's it always, I guess was it was it always going to be. I guess it was always going to be infamous as our technically our third wheel because when we set up the team in 2017, it was like me and Jim trying to randomly recruit people, mm-hmm. and um, Jim just had the idea of like, oh, who looks really good in other competitions that we might be able to pick up? Oh, this infamous guy, he's English. He <laughs> came, he came like top in leapfrog. 
I would just send him a message, mm-hmm. see if he see if he is up for it, and he just turns out he was. So pretty much the history right. is there, and yeah, we roped him back in for another year of torture, and a yeah. year later we come out with another victory. So happy days. Well, yeah, I was gonna say, well, don't feel bad because I was busy that month, so that's, that's okay. So. <laughs> So who was the heart of this team? Did uh, was it equal parts, or was there someone that was the driving force behind uh, y'all's impressive run here? Um, hard to say really, because um, we've got a solid Discord where we just constantly discuss mm-hmm. strategy and sort of. Mm-hmm. I think I'd say me and Jim can almost like bully bully poor infamous into like whatever strategy <laughs> we we decide together. And then, yeah, just everyone else goes with the flow. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's see. We've covered team a little bit here. We'll get back to it in a second. So let's talk individual for a second. You lost. Yep, absolutely. Have you bounced back yet uh, from being second place loser on this? Yeah, not really. I've just been crying myself to sleep at night playing <laughs> Gems of War and Gears Pop and... <laughs> like why could i not uh, yeah mm. the uh yeah i understand i was fourth place loser but uh the do you actually miss it do you miss the contest i feel like parts of me actually miss it but then i think god what am i thinking that because i mean i'm so relieved that it's finally over and i can actually game the way i want to game so what's your take on it I mean, there's no more like stress heart attacks on Monday morning, so that's a that's a good sign, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, sort of being having that obligation to pump out score, like come rain or shine, is just such a mental task to oh, keep it. Going. Oh, and it just got stupid at the end, man. I mean, it was just stupid the amount of score that you had to score. I, I mean, it was. It was out of control at the end. It's just crazy Uh, when you look back at like previous GTAS as well, when it's like all they needed to do is TA, and it's like somehow people were just outscoring (laughs) previous like GTAS in difference, and it's like, oh my god, this is crazy. How are people actually putting in this effort? (laughs) What is uh, what is your ratio? Uh, I I know you talked about your ratio just shot up. Well, how how big of a difference in your ratio did this whole thing lead to? So, if I recall correctly, I think my ratio at the start of the year was something around 1.93, maybe? I can't remember Mm -hmm. how it dipped around, because I know I got it above 2 at the end of 2017. I think it, like, dipped because I was, like, sort of bean-diving all these new games and, like, just playing the Rattalika spam for badge pushes and things like that. But then, yeah, sort of, which dipped it quite a chunk. And then, sort of just before semi-finals week, from sort of grinding out those sort of 5, 6k every week, it went above 2. And then between semis and the finals, it went from about 2.01 all the way to 2.13. So it's made a massive change like over the past couple of weeks, which is crazy. Are you going to try to maintain that level, or are you going to uh, finally, you know, let it settle down lower twos now? Um, yeah, I think I'll just sort of just play what happens, and if it slides down a little bit, then so be it. But mm. 
I think I'd like to keep it just above two if I can, which shouldn't be too hard with Game Pass and things like that, because everything gets overinflated like crazy nowadays anyway, so... <laughs> For sure. A couple of years, so... we might be talking about three being like the new normal. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, not for me, but yeah, possibly, possibly. Now, speaking of which, in a related news, um, I feel like we need to talk about the elephant in the room here. You said, and I quote, If you've never heard of the publisher Radaleka, then my best advice would be to stay away from most of the absolute and poop, I'll say, they publish. How I found that really upsetting, and um, I, I just want you to maybe you uh, were quoted wrong. Is that because uh, you've got what, shares what, and like stocks or something? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, what did you mean by that? Uh, what? Uh, how? What? Please just explain. Uh, I, I'm really curious your take on this here. I mean. All you have to do is just look at the Rattalika catalog and just look at their games and see that there's so little quality in any of them. Like I heard this like one game like called Iron Snout is the absolute worst. Oh my god! Ah, <laughs> uh. but yeah. And you even saw the dessert possums. What? Mm. Like you even mentioned the dessert possum? Well, you mentioned the game, but. I mean, did you not enjoy the dessert possums? I mean, what? So my theory is, is that you actually enjoy these games. I mean, you said that you played them for G-Tests, but why would you do that? Why would you play them for G-Test? It was all it was all in the, the hunt for the badge. You have to, like, kill a few pigs to if you want them badges. <laughs> so... So you're are you saying that you will not go back to this publisher now? Now that the contest is over, because uh, there's probably, plenty more where they came from. I mean, probably not to be honest, because it's like it just feels bad buying them. It's like oh, there's another five pounds on a shit game that I'll have for about an hour. Five pounds? Yeah. Oh wow. Sometimes, well, yeah. Pretty much, you want to just try and get as many of them on sale as possible. You never want to be paying full price <laughs> for that top tier garbage. <laughs> <laughs> so is it cost prohibitive so if someone else bought them for you you would happily play them right um i genuinely don't know because occasionally they have some good ones like sagebrush i think that was a was that a ratalika one that was quite a good one. Oh yeah uh, oh yeah did you uh happen to take a look at the trailers as you went by them um Oh no! I just there's, saw. you know there's no there's there's some trailers in the game, uh, <clears throat> and uh, since you brought up the game, I have to uh, go ahead and say th- thank you, Radalaka, for the shout out. Uh, there is in fact a Brer Elroy trailer in there. Wow, well, it's Brother Elroy, but mm. yes, there is a Brother Elroy um, trailer in Sagebrush. It's the can't miss Easter egg um, <laughs> in the Radalaka collection. So. Um, it's you don't actually do anything there, but but the, there is a nameplate and it says Brother Elroy. So there you go. You missed out on that. Oh, I vaguely recall it. Are you sure you don't have to go in there, <laughs> like go in there for a key or something? The classic horror, 
like first person. No, trait. I think it was like I, I forget which uh, which brothers they were. There were no brothers like like, like this brother. I mean, um, yeah, Rocker's terribly jealous. He didn't get a trailer, um, but uh, yeah, you know, right like they know who butters their bread. So there you there you go. So. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we'll just agree to disagree, right? On on such uh, uh, outrageous statements that you've made on the blog that people should go look at. Right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess if they uh, want to be bored for like about a ten minute read or something, then yeah, even longer. Right, if you, well... Even longer if you go through that ridiculous list of completions for the year. <laughs> yeah, I was. I mean, I. I I, I, there's a lot of problems I have the list, but I, we don't have time to really. Well, you did mention grip, and oh, I, I agree with you on grip. That that thing. Yeah, that's a that's a yikes game. Oof. Yeah, for sure. Carcore. Uh, not every game. Oh, don't yeah, get me started no. on that nonsense. Well, it it lost me once I realized I was driving a car because I, I mean, <laughs> oh, I mean, if I want to drive a car, I just go drive. You know, I mean, got yeah. all those roads out there taxpayers pay for it and all that. so let's play a little guessing game here are you ready sure go for it all right so there was 47 periods i was bored last night and i thought hmm let's see so of those 47 periods um how many of those do you suppose you finished first on your team for the period uh team that's definitely going to be high because me and jim both being in solo like it kept us like top quite a few weeks obviously finals counts as one as well so oh yeah yeah um you know what i'm gonna say Hmm, actually 12 might be too many let's say let's say nine nine periods out of 47 i think we came top Okay, and how many of those periods do you think Jim came out on top? Oh, on solo, or just as in scored more than me for the team? Yes, yes. Um, I don't know. I kind of lowballed it earlier in periods, so I reckon I reckon <laughs> Jim came out on top probably about seven of nine of those periods, if I'm guessing. Out of forty-seven? Oh, oh, sorry. Out of forty-seven. Oh, Jesus. Um. Okay. <laughs> in that case, let's say only... thirty-two. Well, let, let's. I think. Yeah, I was gonna say. I feel like I've confused you. So let's picture it like this. There's forty-seven pieces of cake. You get a piece of cake for every time you finish first on your team for the for the week. How many pieces of cake did you get? How many did Jimbot get? And how many did Infamous get? Um. Okay. So I reckon Jim. Jim came top, let's say, 28 periods. I came, Pieces of cake. I came top, 14. And I'll say cake. Infamous came, what would that leave? Five left, right? Yeah. All right. Well, here you go. The final tally of the first places, the number of pieces of cake Jim Bot got, was 22. Ooh, okay, a little bit lower than I was All guessing. All right. And then with 14 pieces of cake, oh. we have Infamous. Oh, no. 
getting baited hard. And then with a lowly, a lowly 11 pieces of cake, we have Danny. Yeah. So we have... The garbage teammate. Robin. <laughs> yeah, we have Robin. We have Watson. And I was going to say we had, you know, Scotty Pippen. I was thinking that maybe you were Jim's sidekick, but it seems like Infamous might be that. So mm. so what do you say to the critics that say you just rode his coattails to the finish line? Yeah, probably pretty true, to be honest. Grinding solo <laughs> took it out of me. Well, it probably made a few chokes on down the line on solo. Should have went for more solo bonuses, but hey, you do. Yeah, yeah what's done is done. Can't do any more now. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it makes you feel any better, um, you have uh, twenty-four second places on your team. Uh, Damn. So that that would you. you so you, you were definitely that's why I thought of you as the sidekick, yeah. Because you, you were always right there, you know, in the second mm. I don't know. You kinda of started slow, dude. It took you all the way to period seven before you finished first on your team. Oh, that would and have been that you, would have been the big grind uh achieveaholics battle against Rose House in like period seven, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and then you uh, you kind of came on more strong near the end, but uh, and Infamous kind of faded a little bit. But yeah, when Infamous dropped it, out so. of solo, he pretty much just focused as much on preloads as possible. Seeing as Jim and I were just having to pump out like seven or eight k a week, we were mm. just guaranteed for survival on team. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's go back to April seventh, shall we? No, April 7th. I don't remember much about that day. <laughs> ah, see what happened. Oh, apparently. that's right. That's right. Well, that must have been I remember the roast, April 7th. Race DQ, that, was, uh, that was the day that Danny Bot UK grabbed their pitchforks and found the highest moral ground they could find and rained down criticisms and judgments on individuals that dared, that had the audacity, the goal oh, the to take advantage <laughs> of the mods on surviving Mars. In case the listeners are unfamiliar with Surviving Mars, it's a game that works very similar to Subnautica, The Sims, Ark, Minecraft, or any of these games that allows one to take shortcuts. Granted, it is the shortest cut of them all, and if you want, you know, 2K of easy gamer score, go look it up. <laughs> but back to Danny Boy Mob. All right, so I believe y'all call these inv- individuals, and by individuals, I mean individual. And by individual, I mean me, but I believe you refer to me as a bad, bad, cheaty man, (laughs) scoffed at any explanation that I gave about how I wasn't cheating, and then you stated emphatically that you, and I quote, shan't sink to my level. And to be fair, I didn't. I didn't drop Surviving Miles, because it was basically worthless by the time of it, by the time it actually came down to the finals. I literally considered so, wait, it. Wait, 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 wait. No, no. Oh, okay. So this is an important... I I, I was going to say, now, do you still feel that I am a bad, bad, cheaty man and that surviving Mars is nothing more than cheating? So, I mean, if you're considering it, I mean, I guess that's kind of... Hmm. Uh, well, I, it, it genuinely is like the dodgiest case on TA at the moment in terms of like what is like legitimate achievement hunting and like what is like essential almost on the verge of like profile editing 
when, as far as I understand, the mod literally looked at your achievements and just popped anything that was locked. It just sounds crazy to me. And yeah, it sounds like Fallout, Fallout Three for the PC. Yeah. Hmm. Add achievement one. Add achievement two. Hmm. Yeah, the very yes. yeah, that is the closest example I think. And yeah, I at the very least that's mod tool, um, developer tools. Sorry, not mod tools, but yeah, it's hard. So, yeah. So where do you stand on this? I mean, I know you shan't sink to my level. So is it? Uh, what's the official verdict? Do you still consider surviving Mars cheating? Uh, I mean, I guess the fact that I did chose not to pop it, I guess I still kind of do. But I mean, I'm not going to complain at other people at this point because it's just not worth the hassle. Apparently, apparently, I have to get right. called out on it on a on a podcast uh, like about yeah, well, ten weeks down the line. Right, right. Well, I mean, well, there's other cheaters out there that are bad, bad cheating men. So, how thrilled were you when uh, the uh, roast got cooked? Yeah, pretty happy with that, considering it's like sort of months worth of like gathering evidence and permanently watching what they were doing after like well, they you know, it's just three started. friends, three friends just having fun, man. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was funny because it essentially came down to they shot themselves in the foot because they were trying to, they were getting pushed by us the most. Most of their chokes were when they were either badge pushing us or another team. And it was, yeah, that was their downfall, really. They sucked at hiding their own cheating. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's uh, so. So you were all for them being thrown out and cheaters being thrown out throughout this whole thing. And, oh, yeah. You know, judge, jury, executioner. Well, at the end well, of the day, fast it's, all, forward. it's Barning's decision. So, yeah, if he thinks someone's doing something dodgy then fair play to him obviously jjb dude was the funny one with um the gamer score manipulation shenanigans of was it sudoku oh yeah sudoku for for ios or windows phone or not windows phone but yeah for that was that was a good laugh Like, oh, I thought, man, I thought that was brilliant by him. I I don't know. I came out on the other end. I thought that that's pretty good gamemanship there. If you found a loophole like that and then you kind of used it to artificially. Yeah, I mean, I I thought, I don't know. I didn't have a problem with that, but it was still pretty early in the contest anyway. So I guess the the potential implication of it could have just messed up so many periods if Mm -hmm. other people just started doing it. It would have been. Crazy. that's true that's true you just what the, yeah, you right. could just do it i'm pretty sure if i was right you could theoretically repeat it in multiple periods as well because you could just yeah. overscore massively one period drop the mm-hmm. drop the glitch you'd then um get a free period next week then overscore the following week and then drop the glitch again mm-hmm. just and rinse it repeatedly but yeah <laughs> yeah, you just be you just be three guys hanging out on your phone playing Sudoku. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. So we revisited May or April seventh. Let's fast forward to May twenty first. On said day, May twenty first, <laughs> Jimbot UK used the Surviving Mars exploit for both the Xbox and the Win Ten versions. Now. I suppose that there's some good news here for you. Because on May 10th, Inferno 118 also dropped the Surviving Mars stack. So the good news is that by your estimates, you actually got first place in individual. 
<laughs> yeah, I know this guy's both cheated, so um, I didn't. Yeah, however, the, the bad news is that you you got <laughs> you've been ripped of your team victory, so there is that. Yeah. So an individual so which, hoodie which one is would nice. You <laughs> I'll say, which one would you prefer? Would you? Uh, I guess you already had a team one, so you didn't need another individual one, right? Yeah, I guess uh, individual win would have been nice, but yeah, mm-hmm. I think I'd take a second team one to be honest. If I, I prefer that, just to have the old team team logo printed on there again, wear them both at the same time. Is this team UHH? Is this team Leapfrog? No, it's not either. It's G Task, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say to the critics that call you out for saying that you accused others of cheating when your teammates did the same thing yeah i mean like i say i was considering <laughs> i was considering yeah. it dropping it myself so it just came down to yeah. it i just couldn't be bothered because it wasn't worth the the points so i just figured i'd keep it clean <laughs> Yeah. Right. Plus, there's the whole the whole you shan't sink to my level. Uh, I mean, I mean, uh, yeah, I can't. I'm not. I'll I'll be honest. I've been watching. I've been waiting for it. I, I've been waiting for it. I can't drop. join you in like the C tier list of gamers. <laughs> Just know that the moment you drop it, I will hear it, I, miles <laughs> and miles away. It'll be like. I'll be like, I just heard something. Something just changed. There's a, there's a disturbance in the force. And I will go check, and then I will see it, and then I'm going to let you have it in the Discord. Yeah, I'm just letting you know. I'm waiting. (laughs) (laughs) When somehow, Uh, when somehow, like Rip Stone somehow like gets rid of like everyone who scumbagged it on them, gets rid of it off their games, and then I will maybe start it. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. Jim bots is out of the picture at that point, you know, <laughs> for cheating, cheating on May 21st. But yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. So, what's next for you now that this awful thing is over? And on that note, and I did use note on purpose, now that the swan song has been sung on this thing, um, you did mention something about a uh, barber, uh, not a quartet, but I'm, I forget what you a call chorus, it. A uh, chorus, yeah. Yeah, so do you have a swan song for this thing that you would like to share? Uh, no, not really, but yeah, sort of over the past couple of years, I like joined this barbershop chorus that I've just been doing on a sort of evenings, but obviously that sort of took a bit of a, a halt thanks to the old coronavirus shenanigans, but yeah, mm. it's been good fun, something to keep me slightly sane from gaming 24-7, like like the year or whatever or squeezing in as much time as possible but have, have you considered just going outside yeah get get the um government mandated <laughs> walk go. like my 10 minute walk oh, every yeah. day <laughs> are y'all are y'all are y'all still under some kind of shutdown over there yeah it's slowly lifting a little bit yeah it's not too bad though now oh, sort of you can get drive-throughs and stuff like that and yeah it's not too bad anymore oh. Wow, this is Tennessee, baby. We wild west out here. We, <laughs> it's like it never happened. Mm. <laughs> you go out, it's like nobody's wearing a face mask, and everyone's everywhere. So there you go. <laughs> so that's a, that's that's that. So for this uh, G test thing, will, will you ever enter it again? I 
I've asked myself that question many times, and and so I was curious what an experienced uh, veteran of the contest uh, would say as well. So, would you ever enter this thing again? I'd, I'd say I'd likely enter it again. Whether I'll actually make a hard, substantial run on it is a totally different question that I probably might say no to, but I'm sure I'll definitely pop mm. in for a bit and sort of just see how long I can take it. Like the three, the plan how, 361 could be a bit interesting. <laughs> but that's how they get you, man. Mm. They, you just join thinking, I'm just going to stick around for a little bit. And, uh, and then, and then before you know it, man, it's the, it gets it, it gets its hooks in you and it's, it's a hell of a drug. It's, 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 you can't just dip your toes in the G test. One does not simply walk away from the G test. Yeah. Every time you try and leave, it just pulls you back. <laughs> It does. It does. Oh, man. I pray for us both. Because oh, <laughs> I know we'll probably... Yeah. I know it'll get us. Yeah. So, but uh, anyhow, anything else you'd... Uh, any other memories? Any uh, funny stories you'd like to share before we uh, wrap this up? Um, I mean, I guess if we're talking about G-Tars, we've got to talk about the whole period mm-hmm. 29 shenanigans that was... Oh, yeah. The Ascension? Yeah. The ratio go uppity, as someone coined it. How did I, I liked it calling calling it the ascension? So where did y'all come out on the ascension? Did y'all did y'all arise or did y'all? Uh, oh, absolutely. Were y'all pretty yeah. standard? Oh, it, it was how much? Uh, it was actually crazy how close like our team came together because um I think it was something like thirty one thousand, thirty two thousand, and thirty four thousand between the three of us. Oh wow. Yeah, it's crazy. We all got some Across. really great score out of it. Is, is uh, y'all's gamer score pretty similar, or is it uh, differ wildly? I haven't. It's actually looked. yeah, it's quite wild because um, I'd say Jim Jim's got the most because he's done a couple of those gamer score leagues on um the website mm-hmm. we won't talk about. Um, and then um, yeah, I've just sort of got a little bit below him, and then um, Infamous is like he's the crazy ratio man at like. I can't mm. remember. His ratio might even be over three at this point. But yeah, he's oh, got gosh. he's got like substantially less gamer score than us. So yeah, the ratio increase that he must have been getting was crazy off of that. <laughs> yeah, I would say, yeah, y'all uh thirty that's kinda odd. Like my team we didn't get crap, man. We didn't get squat. Um the uh I think I got maybe I don't know, five thousand or six thousand. Wow, that's really which, low, yeah. It, well, when you look at the my score, I'm almost you know like I think at the time I was at about eight hundred fifty thousand camera scores. So Damn. the fact that I only got like six thousand, that's just like that's where our team went wrong. We had to use all these bonuses just to stay in it because I yeah, mean, we, everyone else was moving up, everyone else, and I got more than anybody and on our team. So yeah, we we really the ascension really hurt us. That's where the where the possums kind of got hit by a semi there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. In the middle of the road, we didn't see that one coming. So I think the craziest number yeah. I saw on the G task was I think Panda Man or something got about sixty thousand. That was nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was looking at all these people and they like literally they're not scoring any achievements for the period and they're still just at the top of the chart. I'm just like, what? What and I'm, we're fighting like dogs just try to stay in this thing and you know everyone else is like one achievement for the week and or two you know it's just kind of like ah oh, you jerks yeah y'all there's some people who came out really well on it so yeah, yeah. that was that 
was another funny <laughs> thing for roast actually because um we we were just like locked in a ratio battle and obviously roast mm-hmm. having their stupid alt account barely scoring any extra in in mm-hmm. sort of inflation or whatever they were just screwed and ended up like having to score a bunch near the end because they underplayed it so hard <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's just three guys hanging out watching the score rise yeah you know, that's all <laughs> yeah just three friends yeah now they now they're just um <laughs> like one friend who still plays a lot one guy who stopped playing all together and don't know what happened to the other guy <laughs> Well, you know, maybe uh, coronavirus. We'll just say that. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, <laughs> social distancing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're they're in separate rooms now. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, well, anyway, Danny, I I appreciate you joining me today and giving this a uh, proper send off. Um, I think this will be the last mention of this, uh, uh, yeah. unless uh, someone else just really wants to. Uh, you know, sit on the couch and yeah, have a and, have a uh, nice chat it. with Mister Omj. <laughs> of course, Mister Bad Bad Cheaty Man. I mean, absolutely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Oh gosh! But yeah, anything you uh, want to plug before you go? Um, I mean, I guess the the one thing, the last thing I'll shout out is um, obviously Iron Fist running his BCM. That's still going, so just have to see what g task did for my score in the month of may and june and then yeah sort of just keep occasionally plugging away completions and see what i can do on that that'll be that'll be fun i guess at least i won't have to constantly keep scoring for g task just constantly keep completing for better completions matter (laughs) (laughs) oh no Yeah, rattle, rattle Lake completions matter too, uh, but uh, that's yeah, that's a topic for another day. <laughs> uh, yeah, all right. Burn every copy of well, Iron Snout in existence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just wait till Iron Snout two comes out. I'm gonna get a shirt, or something. I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm contact him, get some swag. So like stock prices will yeah, go yeah. through the roof when Iron Snout two. <laughs> Oh, it will. It will. Iron Snout 2 is legit. I mean, you got left kick, you got right kick, you got left punch, right punch, and jump. I mean, what more do you need than that? I mean, come on. It's like a block, isn't yeah. there, as well, or something? Yeah. Throw some throw some yeah. weapons back at people. Yeah. 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 Shake some shake some uh, mini wolves humping your leg off. And... <laughs> oh, that's so oh, bad. That's everything. That is a repressed memory oh. game. Like... Until Just, you start talking about it, I couldn't remember anything. You, <laughs> you bring it up and it's like, oh no, I can actually remember more and more. Why? <laughs> yeah, oh. see, it may. I think you said, I think in your article you described it something about unmemorable at best. Mm. Unmemorable at best, I think is how you put it. Uh, yeah. I can't remember. Exactly. So many rap but, uh, titles are just completely. It seems slipping. like maybe you remember a little bit more than you thought you did. Hmm. Yeah, Iron Snout. To be fair, was actually one of the ones that kind of sticks out just because of how stupid it is. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, uh, you're trading on some some thin knives here. Uh, you know, Iron Snout is an official sponsor of the H101 <laughs> podcast. <laughs> uh, but, well, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate yes, you sitting down with me. Great talking to you. And, uh, 
congratulations on your first place in individual in light of recent <laughs> events. And yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry about the team and yeah, trade uh, trades trades is for one yeah. for one. <laughs> I'm still getting a hoodie either yeah. way, so happy days. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All that work. You, you land two spots ahead of me. <sighs> Maybe next time. Yeah. See it. See you down <laughs> in C tier, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, if it goes to 360, I'll be like D League, man. Uh, <laughs> I hate those. But, uh, I don't know. Yeah, trying to use up all the good ones. Trying to scrape through on your back compatible only stuff. Oof, Screw yeah. dusting out the old 360 that runs like ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I definitely have a couple of those. So, anyway, that's all I got for you. So, uh, thanks again, and thank you for joining me on Faces of GTAS. Hey, everybody, it's Vulgar Latin here. We're going to be talking about concept destruction today. Uh, there's another. Uh, easy game released May the 20th for a price of $4.99. This is another Rattalika Games in the same vein as uh, other easy Rattalika games. Uh, you're going to be probably picking this up for the 16 gamer score. Those are rookie numbers in this racket. Which can be had in zero to one hours. That's how much it took me. So what is Concept Destruction? It is a game where you play as cardboard little, I mean, RC cars would be what I'd describe them as. Uh, and it, the way that it kind of presents itself is that it's more of a, well, I want to say it's a racing game. It seems like there is, but there's no cl clear direction as to how the tracks are laid out. Uh, and if it is a race, I don't see a checkered flag and, and laps to indicate everything. What's more likely is going to happen is that it turns out to be more of kind of a destruction derby. I don't know if you've ever played that game. It was an old PS1 game uh, where you had to destroy the other cars to make it to the end, and the last man kind of survived there. And that's what you're going to be doing. Uh, you're going to be destroying other cars. There are multiple types of cars to choose from as you play through the championship mode. You're going to be doing that. Uh, you can play through the championship mode. Thankfully, they've made it so that you can choose how many opponents you can have in the championship mode. So if you're playing this for achievements, which you probably are, you're going to be dropping that down to one uh, and then going in for the, the combat portion, which to me is kind of the biggest failing of this game, is that the combat is the main portion of it, and it always feels kind of hollow. Um, when you're crashing into another car, the cars are all made out of cardboard. It has a great cardboard aesthetic, has kind of an army men feel, where the locations are all conceivably things that you could construct around your house uh, as you try to hit the, the battery-powered little car. But it needed something else, some power-ups or other things. There's a boost function that uses up some of your battery. But it sometimes what happens is that your cars end up kind of doing more of a dance where you're both circling around each other, trying to get up enough momentum to hit each other, but avoiding the other car. So you start circling and doing kind of a spiral uh, and not really getting enough momentum to kill the other car. Uh, you also are going to be dealing with some pretty brain-dead AI here. Uh, I've had AI get stuck on the geometry of the level, uh, so you're able to just go in for the easy hit. Again, this is great if you're looking for the easy 1,000 gamer score. Not so great if you're looking for um, a fun 
vehicle combat game. As far as what you need to do, we need to do the aforementioned championship mode, which will take you around 15 minutes. Uh, there's a bunch of hidden objects. The hidden's going to be in the most air quotes I can give it. Uh, they're all really straightforward things that you have to do on some of the stages uh, that involve jumping out of arenas, different things in that sort of range. Collecting batteries from other cars, which you can do by disabling the other car. You're going to be hitting them from the side. If you hit them from the side, you can take their battery and get more there. Destroying enough rival cars. Uh, there's a tourism mode where all of the enemy cars are passive, which is I mean, it's a game mode. Uh, you can do all of the different maps and things there. It's, it's, um, well, it's not very fun. Uh, and that's going to be where you mop up a lot of the achievements. There's also a survival mode where you can spend three minutes surviving, uh, which I accidentally won on my playthrough because the AI uh, had managed to destroy itself uh, with me doing nothing uh, in that three minutes. So I had to start it over again. Uh, and then... Uh, as you go through, there's a special unlock. You get a big burly boy of a car, and you have to destroy the tiniest car in the game. You know, there's also the the different school lessons, which is the tutorials. You have to complete the tutorial, stay in the air for more than three seconds. All of these things are super doable. It's going to take you maybe 40 minutes uh, if you're unlucky, if you can't get the flow of combat. I can't imagine this taking more than one to two hours. And I can't imagine, even if you were playing this legitimately, anything keeping you there past two hours. There's nothing really that exciting uh, about it, aside from the cool aesthetics uh, of the, the cardboard cars, which is a neat idea. And fleshed out, this could probably be a very fun game for you. Um, so, ultimately, at the end of the day, this is a great game for looking at, uh, getting the achievements in for sure, uh, and then, you know, it's up to you about what you want to do about if that's worth that $5 to you. Otherwise, if you're in it for that, maybe wait for a sale. Plugging all of that in there, we're going to give it a 1.5 uh, out of 5. Uh, really neat idea, really good execution, but very boring, bland idea. I love the presentation, but just... A few minor tweaks could have made it a little bit better. Are you my new human? Nope. We're just going to work together today. I'm not sure I'm comfortable with that. I'm not sure that matters. Are you hygienic? You look a bit unhygienic. Seriously? Hello and welcome. I'm Wakapale, and it is time for another game club. Over the upcoming five weeks, we will be playing Dreamfall Chapters the sequel to the 1999 classic The Longest Journey, and the good but not as stellar 2006 Dreamfall The Longest Journey. Look for details in the AH101 Discord. Dreamfall Chapters was originally an episodic game released in five parts, but the Xbox port bundles all episodes in one package. While the narrative is heavily tied to the events of the previous games, I've been told newcomers should be able to figure out what is going on even if they are thrown into the deep end as they've missed out on the previous 30 hours of story. To get you up to speed, here is a very spoiler heavy synopsis of the previous games. If you would rather go in blind, I recommend you stop listening now. The longest journey begins in the American city of Newport in the year 2209, to which the former farm girl April Ryan has fled from her abusive father, after hospitalizing him by pushing him down some stairs. 
April is an 18-year-old art student who has made a new life for herself in the big city and has found a good group of friends. However, she starts having weird dreams that eventually start seeping into reality while she is awake. An eccentric old man called Cortez appears to know what's going on and soon reveals that April is a so-called shifter, a rare individual able to walk between worlds. He helps her shift into another world and the city of Marcoria. You see, senorita, mystery is important. To know everything, to know the whole truth is dull. As it turns out, Earth as we know it was once split into two separate dimensions in order to save reality. In the Earth that was, magic and technology coexisted and humanity reached a point where their mastery of both threatened to destroy the universe either on purpose or by accident. Together with the other species of Earth and the otherworldly Jaekin, or dragons, it was agreed that the Earth was to be split into two dimensions, Stark, the world of technology and logic, and Arcadia, the world of magic. Very few are even aware of the other world, and the twin worlds are dismissed as fairy tales on both sides, especially in the world of logic. Overseeing both worlds and maintaining the balance, a poor soul is designated guardian and has to make sure the world remains intact for 1000 years. The current guardian, however, was to be replaced 200 years ago, but no replacement has shown up, and he is no longer able to perform his duties. The worlds are now no longer in balance and magic has begun seeping into our world and if a guardian is not put in place soon, the worlds will once again become one, resulting in a very big mess. Those in the know believes April Ryan is destined to be the new guardian and sends her on a quest to find the guardian's realm and save both worlds. However, there is a group called the Vanguard that wishes for reunification and believes the current split is holding them back from ruling the universe. The Vanguard is gaining traction in Arcadia, openly promoting unification of worlds, while in Stark they operate as a new world religion called the Church of Voltec, with no teachings of the other world and turns out to be way more sinister than their pacifistic facade suggests. The Church of Voltec has funds rivaling nations and secretly operates world-spanning corporations with their own security forces. In an attempt to learn more of the Church of Voltec by breaking into the archives of a Voltec-run police station, the Church takes notice of April and suspects her of being a shifter. To decrypt some stolen data from the police station, April is presented to Flipper Burns, a legless hacker who appears unable to finish a sentence without an insult or use of coarse language. Are you a psychopath or something? Or something. Sure, April also learns that the church has the current guardian in captivity, as well as Gordon Holloway, a guardian candidate who has become corrupted by the church through gruesome experiments. Before the church finds her, April accidentally shifts into Arcadia in her sleep and walks the streets of Mercuria in her underwear. Seeking shelter in a nearby inn, she meets the innkeeper Benrime, who puts April to work in exchange for some clothes. What's your name? Benrima Salmon. I am the owner and proprietor of this inn. I bought it with money earned through honest trade in the Southlands. 
tobacco, wine, slaves. Without knowing how to shift back to Stark, April sets out on a grand quest to find the key to the Guardian's realm. April befriends a talking bird she calls Crow. I never got into that whole PC thing. It's not Tyrox, it's the tyrant. Don't say chicks, say birds. Don't say birds, say women. I don't know, it's all a little too complicated for a simple man of the air like myself. Together they visit several magical beings, fulfilling prophecies along the way, and bring themselves closer to the key to the Guardian's realm. They visit the Mole Men, kill the Gribbler, trap the alchemist Roper Clax in a calculator, and crashes his flying castle. They accidentally sink a ship while trying to break into a chest. Charles infected arsehole, you be right. April gets captured and enslaved by Mermen before proving herself the savior of the balance and reuniting the Mermen with the Sky People, who both turns out to have extraterrestrial origins. April visits a god sleeping at the bottom of the sea and learns how to use the key and that the entrance to the Guardian's realm is located among the stars in Stark. Upon returning to Stark, the Church of Voltec is waiting for her at her home, holding her friends at gunpoint. Fleeing, her best friend Emma gets shot as well as not her best friend Zack. Using a rift in reality, April stumbles into the house between worlds and is given advice by Lady Alvane, a mysterious old lady who appears to know what the future holds. Wanting to lay low for a while, April returns to Arcadia, only to find the vanguard laying siege to the city of Mercuria, with the help of the Tyran. April flees back to Stark, where she attempts to break into the Church of Voltex headquarters, but immediately gets arrested. Cortez comes to her rescue, but while escaping, they run into the leader of the Church of Voltec, who, along with Cortez, turns out to be Drea Kin, and both transforms into dragons and fight at the top of a skyscraper before both plummet to the ground. April learns that the entrance to the Guardian's realm is at a space station, with the only way up there is through signing a space colonist slave contract. Now a space slave, April finds herself at the space station where she is supposed to embark on an interstellar spaceship, but instead finds the Guardian and escapes to the Guardian's realm. However, one of Voltec's goons, Gordon Holloway, follows them to the Guardian's realm. April attempts to become the new Guardian, but it isn't working. Instead, Gordon interrupts and begins to fight the old Guardian. April uses a magical artifact which frees Gordon from the Vanguard's influence, and he is revealed to be the true new Guardian. At this point, balance is restored and April has saved both worlds and wonders what to do next. This is where the game ends. What appears to be a happy ending is very much not so for our hero. In Stark, with the Church of Voltec still after her, her friends dead or hurt, and having signed a corporate slave contract, Stark is no longer a viable option for April, which will be abundantly clear in Dreamfall. Ten years after the events of The Longest Journey, in 2219, college dropout Zoe Castillo is trying to figure out her life while living with her father in Casablanca. The current version of the internet, The Wire, is experiencing a strange interference through a phenomenon called the static, which is disrupting normal internet traffic. The static has been blamed for a chain collision this morning on the Crosstown Express, killing one person and injuring five. 
Witnesses say that a delivery truck lost wire contact and manual systems failed to take over, causing it to hit another vehicle. This accident coincides with a new report from CTU, claiming definitive evidence that the static is caused by heavy sunspot activity. The report has already come under fire from several... Zoe begins seeing strange messages from a creepy girl when looking at TV or computer screens. The girl asks Zoe to find and save April Ryan, a name Zoe does not recognize. Zoe's journalist ex-boyfriend Ressa asks Zoe to pick up a package from a biotech company called Jiva. Upon arriving, she witnesses an attempted murder but scares the attacker away. The would-be victim, Helena Shang, shrugs off the attack and offers no explanation but hands Zoe the requested package before running off. When going home to Ressa to deliver the package, Zoe finds his front door open with no signs of Ressa. There is, however, a dead lady in the living room with a strange organic device stuck to her face. Seconds later, the apartment is raided by the Eye, a heavily armored corporate security, and she is arrested and the package is confiscated. The Eye eventually believes Zoe has no idea what's going on and releases her. Upon returning home, she is greeted by a secret message from Ressa hidden in her purple personal assistant gorilla, letting her know his notes on this current story is hidden somewhere in his apartment. With the apartment now a crime scene, getting the notes proves troublesome, and upon finding them, Zoe is attacked by a set of lady twins who, after shoving her up against the wall, appears to get a call and backs down, leaving the notebook and Zoe unharmed. While a friend examines the contents of Reza's notes, Zoe decides to look for April Ryan in Newport, the stark setting of the longest journey. Before Zoe arrives in Newport, the game briefly shifts to April Ryan, who appears to now be a freedom fighter in Arcadia. Over the last decade, the magical tyrant captured Mercuria, but the theocratic ma matriarchy of the Asadi stepped up to liberate Mercuria from their magical oppressors. While this benefited the human population of Mercuria, the Asadi has a strong hate for magic and wishes to cleanse the world of all magical beings, with humans being the only sentient being left alive. The magicals are discriminated and sent to live in ghettos or outright killed if they protest. The Asadi are more or less religious Nazis, believing they are doing the will of the goddess. They are the most technologically advanced empire of Arcadia and have illegalized the use of magic. Through the story, you get to play as Kian Alvane, a holy warrior of the Asadi whose blind faith has him commit horrible deeds. Kian is tasked by the leaders of the Asadi to go to Mercuria and kill the rebel leader known as the Scorpion. Is it not a place full of darkness and sin? Would it not be better off under the guiding light of our faith and the mercy of the goddess? When Zoe reaches the art district of Newport, the player can see that the place has really gone downhill in ten years. After meeting April's old friends, she decides to investigate April's old home, which she discovers is now some kind of biolab. She is apprehended by the twins she last ran into in Ressa's apartment and is forced into using the organic device she has been seen 
on dead or unconscious bodies. This sends her to the creepy girl, who just repeats that Zoe has to save April Ryan before dropping her through the floor. Zoe then wakes up in an underground cave, which turns out to be located below Mercuria in Arcadia. She stumbles around until she finds April, who is confused and insists she does not need saving. Zoe vanishes and finds herself waking up in Stark. Not knowing what to do next, Zoe re receives Reza's decrypted notes leading her to Vatikorp in Japan. She infiltrates Vatikorp headquarters and learns that the strange devices she was forced to use uh, are prototype dream machines, a new form of entertainment device that allows the users to have lucid dreams. She also learns that anyone that uses one has their memories copied over to Vatikorp servers. Vatikorp can even plant suggestions into the users of the dream machines allowing slight mind control. The dream machines are almost ready for mass production, but Vatikorp is experiencing a slight problem. For some reason, the static sometimes kills the users of the dream machines, which they are not supposed to do. Meanwhile, April is busy fighting the Asadi, and while spying on them, discovers some kind of dream vortex below a newly erected giant tower. Worried, she pays the dark people a visit, and is reunited with Crow as she consults the last of the Jaiakin. The white dragon knows nothing about the dream vortex, and directs April to the Guardian, who in turn tells April that everything is fine. Suspecting April somehow has more answers, Zoe uses a dream machine to return to Arcadia, but is captured by the fantasy Nazis, uh, I mean the Asadi. April decides to help Zoe escape, but on the way meets the holy warrior and assassin Asat Kian. April lets Kian know she doesn't think that fantasy Nazis are cool, then proceeds to save Zoe from prison with a possibly imaginary sandwich. While escaping, Zoe walks into Kian, who simply accepts the excuse that she doesn't belong in prison, and walks away pondering his fantasy Nazi ways. Reunating with April, Zoe is reminded she once again was saved by April, not the other way around. But hurt that April is not interested in figuring out what Zoe needs to do, she storms out and is followed by Crow, who claims he can help. Zoe and Crow heads out to visit the Jai Kin. Holy warrior Nazi assassin Kian finds some rebels and one of them agreed to give up their leader in exchange for her life. Upon meeting April, Kian explains he is having second thoughts about the whole Nazi thing and refuses to kill her when his superior orders him to do so. Kian is imprisoned for betraying the Asadi and April gets a spear through her stomach from a generic Asadi soldier, which is witnessed by Zoe, who has just been teleported to the site after being told by the Jaya Kin that she is a dreamer, and her body is still in Stark, but she can project her mind into Arcadia through dreams. Once again, Zoe fails to save April and wakes up in Stark before getting captured again. Zoe finds that the static appears to originate from Russia, and goes there to find Creepy Girl's lab slash prison at a Jiva site. She learns that a creepy girl named Faith was experimented on and died, but is now haunting the wire. With no further leads, Zoe returns to Casablanca, where she is approached by Helena Shang, who asks Zoe to use a dream machine to kill the creepy girl in order to save the internet. Zoe does so, but before waking up, Helena reveals herself to be Zoe's mother and puts Zoe into a coma in order to silence her. If it's not been made abundantly clear, Zoe kind of sucks. With the internet saved, the dream machine can be released, April is dead, Kian is in prison, the Asadi dealt a huge blow to resistance, 
Oh, and the Undreaming is unchained, and the last of the dry kin is murdered, and Zoe is in a coma without achieving anything besides saving the internet by convincing Faith to die. This is the state of the world before Dreamfall chapters begin. There are two worlds. Our world, the world of science, and Arcadia, the world of magic. Dreams connect these parallel worlds, but a dark force threatens the very fabric of dreams. Zoe Castillo holds the power to shape dreams and save us from the undreaming, but she is trapped in a place called the Storytime. Kian Alvane is destined to play an important role in the war to come, but he faces execution for treason against his own people. They are both about to be reborn. A new story is about to begin. Their paths will intersect, and at the end of their journey, they will face the Thief of Dreams. Mm-hmm. 